and welcome to episode three of the third season of... I was going to say Sopranos. I don't know why Sopranos. It's not the <laughs> fucking Sopranos. This is Les Odrans. Welcome to Les Odrans. I'm I'm Dan, and I am, as always, joined by James, Ben, and Fliss. Say hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Hello. No, oh, well, you waited till they'd finished, didn't you, James, to give it the old hello? True story about the Sopranos. Um, uh. It's about the only TV show that my wife and I ever actually agreed on. And um, we had our wedding tables named after Sopranos characters. And um, and uh, my best man uh, got in touch with uh, James Gandolfini, who was obviously still alive at the time, via his agent. And James Gandolfini was on holiday, but went and got a sort of portrait photo done, signed it and FedExed it directly to uh, my best man. And so I've got a signed photo, James Gandolfini, so wishing me and Lisa well on, on our uh, uh, wedding day. How mental is that? What a legend. That's so, yeah. cute. Yeah, I wish it was The Sopranos, but it's not fucking Les Odrens. <laughs> right. Um, so um, this this week, I want to start with a little bit of something slightly different. Um, because uh, many of you will know that uh, Fliss and I are uh, actively involved in perfume Facebook groups and such. And there was a meetup scheduled uh, yesterday. Mm. Um, although by the time this goes out, it will be a week or so ago. And so Fliss and I met up with a bunch of other people in London and marauded around Harrods. And uh, various other shops, indeed. Um, uh, and there can is I just say no that photograph- it, we marauded so badly in Jovoy that they locked us in and indeed out at the same time. Yes. So there was like half of us Yeah, in they wouldn't let me and in because you'd already got yourself locked out <laughs> by that time. <laughs> they would, the panic in the eyes. And I think that some somebody should have honestly just gone to them and said, it's okay, we're all fragheads, and we're not going to nick anything. We're not going to steal but all your perfumes. the panic was real. It was, yeah, bless them. Why, how how many like, people are we talking? It was about 20. Wow. Yeah, there was quite there a was few. There was a lot. Um, but but uh, me and my mate Dave, um, and slightly bizarrely, my eldest daughter got the train down yesterday because Anna, my daughter, was at a if loose If I had end, a shop, so I just want to say I would lock Dave out. <laughs> yeah, fucking right. He's dodgy <laughs> as fuck, Dave. Uh, shout out to Dodgy Dave. Dodgy Dave. Um, so, um, so anyway, we got the train down there and we spent a load of time marauding largely around Harrods, but then um, several other stores, including um, Fortnum and Mason, Javoy, I guess uh, people went to Les Centres. So, yeah, the, 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 the dregs that were still there went to Les Centres at like four o'clock. It, it was a long day for some people. It really was. So, so, so I went to go and get a sandwich outside Fortnum and Mason and wandered directly past the Santa Maria Novella little boutique. It's not even a boutique. It's, it's almost like the size of one of those tiny tobacconists. Um, and uh, I just went in. I was like, fuck it, yeah, no, I'll Melagrano, please. Uh, and I just bought it. So pleased to announce one of my purchases was a 50ml of uh, the Melagrano, which, James, you have been quite rightly banging on about for some time and it's just fucking magnificent um and the other thing i bought was i bought eau de 
Oda California by um, Celine. Uh, Celine. Celine, which is lovely, a sort of Palo Santo-ish thing. And it's funny, I remember, by the way, James, you saying that people don't know what Palo Santo smells like. Nor do I. Mm. But, but I've got this now and the Kana Palo Santo, and there's a very definite connection between the two, which I'm assuming is what a Palo Santo um, sort of fragrance note smells like. Um, mm. That would Ever since James sent us that Palo Santo material, I don't think I could ever forget what it smells like. It, <laughs> it, it, it was pungent as all shit, wasn't it? It made my living room smell like that for about a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I'd just it, say it doesn't that smell like that in perfume. The Carna, oh yeah, I don't know. The the Carna Palo Santo is is a, just a lovely fragrance. Um, mm. You know, irrespective of like whether I think it's that brilliant, like a composition and stuff. I I just think it's just the happy nice smelling you know warm perfume um but to me it, it, the reason that it's nice is because it doesn't smell of palo santo um oh well that, that may but, well be right but by the same rule palo santo does it's a complicated relationship that i have with it because it does have some facets of like beautiful stuff but it also has that horrible minty latex weird thing that I believe, and like I, you know, I really want to believe this. That m- most really good perfumers could could like negate that or just completely get rid of it somehow, and you would just have something that resembles a real creamy, beautiful sandalwood, essentially. Um, but I've spoken to quite a few um, professional and well, like trained and untrained perfumers who I always bang the question to: Do you like Palo Santo? And most of them say no. <laughs> Most of them are like, mm. I don't like it. I just dim- dismiss it offhand because I can't work with it. I've never really tried, but I don't like the smell of it, so I just never have used it. And I'm like, hmm, oh. that's interesting because I f- sort of feel the same way. But I also kind of think I would want to challenge myself to use it and create a perfume that is great with it. There was one by, um, I forget what the brand's called, um, but... Uh, they, they actually smelled of Palo Santo and it was awful. And it was made by, <laughs> I think it was made by like Bertrand Dashafor or somebody, like oh, a really good perfumer. Yeah, it was made by like a really good, yeah, really good perfumer. And it was clearly using the natural material because it dominated the whole composition. And I just oh, felt yeah. like, yeah, I, of course you're using that. And it's the first perfume that I've ever smelled that smelled of Palo Santo, like, yeah. Well, well, the the Eau de California does not smell overwhelming in in that sense. If anything, it's it's reasonably tame. Mm-hmm. But I also tried uh, night clubbing, um, which I know you've you've uh, is night clubbing is the one you do have, isn't That's it? That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is fucking immense. I mean, I I thought I'm 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 actually wearing it on my left hand at the moment. And I I thought the um, I, I don't know, maybe Ben was going on about the smokiness of it. Someone was saying that the smokiness is so much that, you know, you, it's a bit ashtray-like, you might not like it. But actually, it's not as... It's not as it's, it doesn't smell ashtray-like at all. I mean, it does have a, a sort of, I guess, a smoky burntness to it, but, but it doesn't stink like fucking three-day-old ashtray or anything, which is what I was sort of expecting. Well, what's beautiful about it is that it perfectly 
it, 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 it's it's very reminiscent of when you could smoke in clubs and things like that. And obviously, mm-hmm. you know, people back in the nineties, yeah. yeah. exactly. well, foreshadow that shit. Foreshadow, nice, nice. Um, but it's that th- it's that thing of if you were wearing a really nice perfume, or you maybe had an encounter with a lady friend or man friend, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you're, you're into, um, and you maybe got some of their perfume on you, but you also had the remnant of like cigarette smoke smell. And also this kind of resinous, like green sort of galbanum, like shot through it with the iris, oris butter, whatever, works really well. Mm. And then this like remnant of like stale tobacco on clothes doesn't sound great, but is great. It doesn't. Like, it's, it is it's magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really good. So um, the other things, and, and I want to get some opinions from Fliss uh, uh, on Harrods uh, in particular in a second, but um, I took my 16-year-old daughter into the Henri Jacques boutique and I sat down and um, uh, and I asked the sales assistant if, um, uh, if Anna could try Mrs. Y, which is like their toupee oil. Six thousand pounds, and so they sort of, you know, ceremony, ceremonially, <laughs> yeah. like dip to fucking, and they give it to her, and she sort of sat there, like just inhaling deeply with her eyes closed, and like I thought, fucking hell, she's going to say something really insightful, and she sort <laughs> of, uh, she she just opened her eyes, and she turns to the SA, and she goes, yeah, it's all right, that. <laughs> Is that is that that picture you sent to us before? Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. That's the because I honestly thought I was like, why has she got a split in her mouth? <laughs> yeah, I saw the, the little card and I was like, she's got. A, I thought she had a, a reefer on the go. I was like, fucking hell. yeah, no. Well, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I know you're doing chance, that social experiment. There's a good chance she probably hell. does. But yeah. Oh, um, yeah, so she was great. So she, I loved her. She was just like she was yeah. so cool about everything. She was, like she I said, was she, was, she, was, she was very Billie Eilish. She was just like, Tony yes, cool, Tony relaxed. Like, but what, she like, my dad dragged like, me down here. But she was like, really switched <laughs> on as well. I just, I just, she t- I just thought, oh my God, the kids are going to be okay. We talk about the kids. Yeah, the kids are gonna they be are going to be okay. <laughs> um, so so she, she did actually uh, reflect on it a bit and she said that uh, it reminded her of getting made up and ready to go out, but like in a 1920s sort of oh. style, uh, which I thought was actually really insightful because, you know, it is a very grand kind of Shepra mm. uh, perfume. It's very powdery. And, and you know, you could sort of go, well, all right, applying makeup, 1920s. Yeah. She's, she's sort of got nostalgia she's got uh you know event and she's, she's got kind of you, uh, makeup yeah she's very smart um and so the only other thing i wanted to call out was um it was a a very nice thing to meet a couple of uh of listeners as yes. well that fliss i'm sure will will explain who they are but uh, shout out to them hello yeah fliss, so, tell us all um, about your experience there was uh so tom is it uh who was there? There was the sentiest was there. Love is a scent. The sentiest. Love is a scent. Love is a scent. She's, so I, she's a new person to me. I've met Tom. She before, makes beautiful, beautiful photographic images. Very, very kind of um, what's the word? Uh, they are editorial in 
you know editorial very editorial beautiful pictures and she writes beautiful as well she got she got a blog danielle from perfume haiku was there um and her husband oh. was over for the weekend they were both over the weekend her husband had gone to a football match and she just like said to me oh i'm gonna be in town where should i go and i was like funny you should say that babe because we're all gonna be out in town too so she came along and that was lovely um it was just there was just a lot of people who mm. just turned up for an hour or two or stayed the whole time. Um, it was, yeah, it was, I think, I mean, I, I, I just written a post about it, actually. Well, what amazed me was not just how quickly everybody got into the, what does this smell like? What does that smell like? But also how everybody was like check, checking in on each other. How's your mum? How's your dad? How's your job? How's, you know, mm. things that have come up in between posts and then going, yeah. And by the way, what do you think of that smell? And so there was, there was a lot of mm. like skin being thrust into each other's noses. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, it yeah. was lovely, yeah. you know. There was just, yeah. you know, what do you think of this? And so, not so, that anybody needs approval to go, it's nice. But if oh, you follow someone on Insta and you like their style, it's nice <laughs> to then also get approval to go, yeah, actually, you smell great. <laughs> there was a lot of that. So, so. I don't know how many of you know Christian Callahan, mm. but Christian is a big fucking guy. So he's big. he's a he's you think he's you're hench, Dan? Yeah, I know. He's way more hench than me. He's an Essex doorman and uh, uh, stood stood in the fucking perfume hall in Harrods. I literally had him come up and thrust his bicep in my mm-hmm. face. He's like, smell my bicep. Yeah. There's a lot of bicep really smell smell with bicep. Christian as well. Yeah. Yeah. You, yes, you, smell my fucking bicep. He's an Essex and he's into perfume. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, what this was pulse. what was amazing is actually when you put us all together, there was this completely ragtag bunch and Danielle had kind of got in touch with me earlier and gone, what do I wear? And I had very sort of erroneously oh. said, nothing, oh. because you need all of your skin that needs to be available. And she thought that meant that we were all going to turn Don't up naked. And it was like some kind yeah, of nudist I mean, to meet. I did consider it. When, whenever anyone says, what are you wearing? My go-to answer is is my Hamburglar outfit, yeah. um, which uh, normally I would have I would have gone for, but uh, didn't yesterday. Thought I'd keep it on the but down. Yeah, but, 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 um, but my instant answer to that question was nothing. And I meant, of course, perfume. Nothing, but she thought yes. I meant like clothes. <laughs> she was like, I'm not very yeah. fancy. And I was like, don't worry, none of us are fancy. And Ooh, yeah, fancy. This, well, I am. Well, you I'm, are, I'm quite obviously, fancy. and your daughter with yeah. her £500 yeah. t shirts that she wants. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, <laughs> one got the, fuck all to do right with word. that one, I'm afraid. Yeah. But yeah. Um, she, good. Yeah. And, <laughs> And Fliss, I I know that you had a somewhat surprising reaction oh God. to a perfume. Um, tell me, Fliss, tell me about your experience at the Orange Jack oh, Boutique God, well, yourself. So, uh, Nick Nestros, who's on Insta, is in Nick Chanel, um, and I, we, we're in a long-term swap situation. We swap shit, we talk about stuff, and we, like, we <laughs> send each other so stuff. We're in a long-term swap situation. <laughs> no, I like, in we're perfect. Locked in this whole conversation sounds slightly weird. No. If you know, it's a perfect podcast. Because you said me and Fliss are active on a Facebook group, active on a certain group. <laughs> 
We mm. thrust flesh into each other's noses. <laughs> Yeah. Not sure if you we're wearing any smell clothes. Smell my bicep. <laughs> <laughs> smell yeah. my bicep. So we send each other like a lot of little, you know, decants and stuff. And uh, earlier, it's very... Ben is, be- ben is not impressed, no, not. by the way. Very ben much is earlier like in the deeply, year, we did a big kind skeptical. of like tuberose thing. And I was uh, swapping, selling some stuff that ended up being a big swap. And he swapped with me um, uh, the Roja Dove tuberose, which is now discontinued and i'd said to him i i need it i can't afford to buy it off you what can i swap with you because it's my perfect tuberose and I, it kind of hurt me to say it because i'm like Ooh, Dove, i don't know about that and he was like well <laughs> this is if that's your perfect tuberose we can swap these things and we swapped a load of things he said but just so you know if you've not smelt dentello cur by henry jacques then you haven't met your perfect tuberose. And I was like, yeah, whatevs. And I kind of let it go. And in my head, I have this whole kind of thing about, you know, like incremental amounts of money, how much. So you've got your Zara tuberose and your Dior tuberose, your Chanel tuberose, your your Roger tuberose. How much better can they get? And, you know, the Roger tuberose was fucking amazing. I was like, this is my perfect one. How much better can Henri Jacques really be? And I put a little thing on one of the groups and somebody wrote back and went, it's not that much better. You're not missing out. And I was like, fine. Going to Harrods on yesterday, I had a little square of my skin that I'd set aside, especially to spray the Henri Jacques <laughs> in. Skin square. Yeah, a little, a little six, six. Actually marked out. Literally marked out. That was that. It's for Henri Jacques. And I got there, it was the first thing I did was like, hi, can I please have a couple of sprays of Dantilelka? Oh my God, I had to sit down. I thought I was going to come. It was so <laughs> Sharp good. intake of breath. I, 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 I literally, there's a little bonquette outside on Jacques and I, and I laid down on it and I sniffed my forearm <laughs> for about, 15 minutes and I wow I couldn't I could I lit my knees were weak I couldn't get up and I was like fuck me I what that's uh, some reaction to a perfect it was so visceral it was just deeply deeply and I I was really angry at Nick as well because now I have to sell a lot of things or a kid or two kids <laughs> Because it's, I'm never uh, going to smell I it. I have no interest first. in I mean, uh, that's <laughs> easy, simple like, exchange. Yeah. That. D- 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 yeah, I mean, Ben's right. Although finding a buyer may be challenging. Yeah, but I was just like, oh. And I had no comprehension. Because I'd always really dismissed Henri Jacques. I'd, I'd, I think last time we would went on a frag meet, I was a bit nose blind by that point because we'd spent some time downstairs. Mm. And so when I'd smelt some of the stuff, I was just like, uh, yeah, it's all right. And because it was the first thing I smelled, my nose was totally fresh and clean and I just melted. And I didn't, it was the only thing I wore all day. I didn't test anything else. And we went to however many places. And I didn't test it. I didn't want to. It was like, this is the only thing I want to smell all day. It was right. phenomenal. And did you find out how much it costs? Yeah, it was about £730. Um, okay. I mean, that's a lot of money. That's, that's, that's more objectively... than a mortgage. That's more than our mortgage. <laughs> For how many mills? Yeah. For how many mills is that? 75. Not enough. 
Yeah, five thousand. And I went back into the lady because I was just like, well, maybe she might. There might be samples. There might be like, is this the smallest amount this comes in? Because if you do, do you do travel sets? And she was like, like, do you do really get the fuck out of here? And she was just like, I said, can I have another two sprays? Yeah. <laughs> is, is, uh, into this living jar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's actually cheaper for you to get the train anywhere you're going. You get the train via London, go into the boutique, apply the perfume for free, leave, go to your destination. Yeah, you That's cheaper than owning it. the fucking perfume. <laughs> Um, it was, it was yeah. genuine. And then the, God, I, I, this I morning this I woke up thinking for about it. I literally woke up going, oh my God, oh my God, I need it. I need it. And, and like this, this monkey brain, this monkey awake brain was like, this, mm. where is it? What, you can't, it's gone from your arm. You need it now. And I was like, I can't. Fliss, can't shut up, Fliss. I was like, the Fliss, you need <laughs> like it. Crack. <laughs> I know oh, this, oh, gotta have more. This is this is precisely why the we we often have this um, price and value conversation because if you really loved mm. it that much, uh, Fliss, then you go ahead and save your pennies or or you know sell some other perfumes or whatever because or okay, I mean seven hundred and thirty quid, yeah, it's very expensive, and I go hmm, like bork at it and stuff, but at the end of the day. That's a lot more reasonable than fucking sick grand and that kind of other shit. So that, well, that I, is I that's almost that. attainable. There's a, lot you of, know? there's a lot of things in my collection that mm. I could probably actually sell and maybe not make seven hundred pounds. But there's a lot no. of things that don't mean as much to me. But even just wandering around for the rest of the day and the number of other fragheads that were out with us that went, "Oh, Fliss, you smell great." I was like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. I know." <laughs> <laughs> no, darling. If, if another fraghead uh, yeah. comes up to you Sorry, and says yeah. you smell great, I'm like, yeah, fucking. Well, hell, li- literally as well when you're on a like a like a busman's holiday because I'm assuming you all smell great. Yeah, uh, in, in your own ways. Amazing. And so to to have the compliment coming at you, then yeah, that I would say yeah, that's pretty worthwhile. And no, like I say, I actually think I've never tried those any of those uh, Henry Jacks at all because. One, mm. uh, you'd have to go to fucking London, which, nah, I'm all right, thanks. Mm. Um, and- they, they do post them out, by the way. I mean, if you phone up the boutique, for no charge, they will they will put blotters in oil and then seal them in little baggies and post them oh, out well, that's, to you that's so you good. can smell them. Oh, that's good to know. Well, then maybe I'll do that. Um, but again, I, I like the presentation of the brand, and I appreciate that there are these pot brands that are like, yeah, okay, that's that's great. And I do. I like the um, the uh, flacon and stuff, um, mm. and yeah, I can appreciate that that that's a quality sort of item. So I'm not I'm not just dismissing them because, and they they probably are good. Who are the perfumers? Do we know anything about the perfumers? Do they not reveal that shit because they're like, mm, no, we we don't no. we don't. No, I I think it's literally the perfumer is listed as Henri Jacques, um, who I I I I I worry that that's. Probably a you know another Terry Montel yeah. or, like or Mr Kipling Roger Pigeon, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mr Kipling, yeah, exactly. I mean, he did make exceedingly good. Well, this one though, makes exceedingly so. good perfumes. I, I genuinely uh, haven't had that visceral re- reaction for such so, a long time. It was my, everything, my whole skin, everything, my hairs on on my arms. It was it was phenomenal, and I. 
You nearly it, came. It, it, <laughs> I, I, did, mean, I did. Yeah. I did nearly came. I had to sit down and have a bit of a. Uh, well, she came and told me that. I, know. I, I, and I was like. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is so awkward for me. Like, no, <laughs> so your daughter was standing next to you. She was like, who is this woman? <laughs> Who's this fucking lunatic? And why is she talking about this? Yeah, that, but it that was, fucking bum was, cat was like a fucking water slide. Well, it was just awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm, so, I'm very uh, menopausal, so it wasn't. It's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought mine was too far. That's, yeah, you topped it. Okay, moving on. <laughs> well done. Um, so, Georgina, long-time listener of, long-time sufferer of the show, but uh, Georgina uh, told me that um, uh, I'm clearly a prude because anytime anyone says anything sexual, she can hear me, she can feel me blushing through the actual audio, <laughs> um, which uh, I, I thought Georgina. was quite amazing. She's amazing. Yeah, I think she's wrong about that. <laughs> um, anyway, you're right, right. Fuck off. <laughs> um, right. So uh, anyway, a great time was had by all. It were a right good laugh, and now uh, F- uh, Fliss has to spend what like uh, I don't know. I have to sell everything I own, including my children. <laughs> Which is fine. That's I mean, fine. you know, you get a nice perfume and better sleep. Yeah, so, it's true, you know, actually, isn't it? Win-win. Win-win, win-win. Triple threat. Yeah. Um, ben, Ben, you've been sort of casually surveying the carnage here, okay? And I feel like, you, you, you know, you've got something to say about all of this bullshit, haven't you? No, not really. I mean, I've never smelt any Henry Jacks. Um that, that I, I, I have a weird sort of like, it's my contrary edge, do you know what I mean? Like, those sort of... How Harrods only, very expensive kind of mm. brands. I mean, I'm not saying I don't know. Is Henry Jack actually Harrods? I think exclusive? he might be exclusive. Um, yeah. Cut. Oh, like, it, 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 yeah. Harrods is the only place yeah. in the UK that you can uh, try I, them. I, I instantly sort of my back sort of you know I, I kind of get my back up against them and just think fuck you they're shit and, I, and I'm not <laughs> interested in sniffing. But it's but it's ridiculous. It's based on literally nothing. Um, so I, I would like to smell them at some point. Um, you would know, you be as opposed to a sort of, um, you know, a, a kind of punk uh, perfume brand that you could only uh, buy if you knew a secret handshake to get into some dingy backwater club in fucking Soho? Uh, for the same price, the same exclusivity, just a different route, would you still be as as opposed to it yeah absolutely not and half of my life has been like that like you know like like exclusivity on the other end of the scale do you know what i mean like, like yeah, yeah, yeah you ain't cool enough to the come in deepest here, niche you know I mean? <laughs> yeah exactly um so yeah no it's ridiculous and i i'm aware that it's based on nothing but i would also change my opinion if i liked it you know if i if i went and sniffed it and liked it i wouldn't be like that stubborn to be like oh no it's rubbish i, I it, I just don't have a drive to go and smell them, really. Um, mm. like they don't, no, that's that, that kind of exclusivity doesn't float my boat. But if I was there with you guys and I smelt them and I liked it, yeah, fair enough, and I'd, I'd be happy to... I'd Somebody actually smelt <laughs> but, one of the, uh, um, the strange love, and they ran up to me and they put their, no, their, their forearm, it wasn't Christian, but they put their forearm in my face, obviously, smell this, and it was silence to see, and they were like, it's amazing. I love it. Yes. I thought of you. And I was like, really? And they were like, oh, my God. And they had the same reaction to Silence the Sea as I had to Dead yeah. Occur. And it was, it, what? It was, yeah, I, I thought of you, Ben, because it, it was it was so interesting how 
people maximum wrongness. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say they ran up to you and put their skin up your nose. I was like, did did you press Uh, charges? Yeah. 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 All right, Russell Brand, back (laughs) off. Um, Russ. So um, yeah, I I uh, I was uh, who was I talking? Maybe it was Tav. Um, but uh, we sort of stood in front of the uh, strange love ones, and he was like, "No, don't like that one. Uh, don't like Dead of Night. Stinks of shit. Don't like Falling Stars. Stinks of shit. Don't like Melt My Heart. Stinks of shit. I really like that silence to see though. Nice and fresh sea breeze. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you on about? I mean, they all consistently just... stink of shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes, exactly. 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 They're all terrible. No, I, I still love that perfume. Yeah. Falling to Stars I, has just been my... Has been my visceral... Not. I'll, uh, it's not exactly bore me to climax, but... Um, you know, certainly, if Close I if I had a comparable you understand what I'm talking about, Dad, don't you? Yeah, yeah. If I if I close enough um, uh, to to count, um, and yeah, that's that's been the one for me this year. Anyway, 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 anyway. Ben, so Ben, uh, if you're sort of mm, not a big fan of Henri Jack, which is understandable because you don't you, know, you haven't tried them, what have you been smelling this week <laughs> in your Christian Dior? In your exclusive Christian Dior jumper. <laughs> Sorry, just, just you know, exclusivity and all that. How much did that jumper cost? I'm not talking about it. <laughs> yeah, just hate like, Henry Jacks. It's just so There's no logic to the things I like and dislike. You've got to understand this. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking Henry Jack and all that, you know, Ponzi exclusivity. He said literally wearing a genuine Dior sweater. Yeah, and throwing his Hermes bag over his shoulder, just like... <laughs> But fucking it's like elitist bastards. Charity shop second hand thing. This was the standard shop. What the one yeah. underneath yeah. the? Uh, okay, so so, so so basically you're confused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Money can't buy it brings the median down. I got I got I got my five. No, it's probably more than that. Six seven hundred pound sweater. Am I close? He's not even going to fucking bite. I'm not talking about it. Oh, it's all right, lads. For an Henri Jacques Dendelecoeur, what do you think? Yeah. Actually, oh, uh, I, uh, sorry, I can't keep going on about Henri Jacques, but I tried the Raphael Nadal for Henri Jacques perfumes, uh, and they were actually really, really lovely. Uh, really nice. Is that like a really, really expensive? Yeah, it's, it's just a celebrity sort of collaborate, celebrity. collaboration. Henri Jacques does Raf- celebrity, I mean... Well, they, they've only got the one yeah. celebrity. They've done two Raphael Nadal ones, and That's they're sort of weird, grassy, fresh. It is a bit, but but but, but, but Raphael Nadal uh, uh, fronts that... What's that obscenely expensive watch brand? Is it Richard Miele? Miele, yeah, yeah, he does. He does. His one, is, yeah. I mean, they're all pretty tacky, but his one is, like, horrible. It's like the Uber Spanish tacky. flag colours and stuff. It's like, oh, it's oh, gross, man. He, he's got, I think he's got a different one for every match. But they are incredibly light, so he literally plays wearing the fucking watches. It's bizarre. Um, Well, he has got that weird hammer uh, arm that we've talked about before, hasn't he? That weird one really (laughs) developed arm. (laughs) He's got one little skinny one. In the presence of Dan's forearms, so... Uh, Don't talk to me about uh, right. arms. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, but mine are. I think it's fair to say mine are equally developed. They are um, very like, much developed. 
symmetrical yes. gym. Yes, work. Ra- yeah. symmetrical. It's like you're yeah. wearing a yeah. band on each hand, on, on each shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Double Ben. Double Ben, you cunts. Um, anyway, God, this episode has gone fucking nowhere near uh, where it should have done. So, so Ben, yeah, let's talk about have you been wearing again, any serious love? Yeah. Yeah. Have you been wearing any perfume? Yeah, and this is going to make this... It just gets worse. Um, So I have, right? Because... So, like, this week, I've been really rough as arseholes, to be honest. Um, I just Mm. had a really bad cold. And so I I couldn't smell anything. So, But, of course, you've got to wear something, right? So I've just been wearing the strongest perfumes I can find. And and I've just realised after sitting here saying, I don't wear (laughs) exclusive Harrod stuff. I was wearing... um, Sergio 1862 Polo, which was a, an exclusive fragrance handed out uh. at a Polo <laughs> tournament. Yeah. And then later, and then later was a Harrods yeah. exclusive for a short so, period before so being discontinued and now impossible down, to get. Down the Polo <laughs> yeah. 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 Ben, man of the people. <laughs> fucking. I I didn't I didn't get it from any of those places. I got it from the grave. Na- naturally, me, as, as does um, everyone. <laughs> nevertheless, nevertheless. Um, but it's it's fucking great fragrance though. It's strong as like arseholes. And that's why I was wearing it to try and cut through the cold. And um, it's just like a big like um, leathery iris with a lot of patchouli mm. as well. Um, it, I mean, I suppose you'd call it like a spicy amber, and, and that would. It's a pretty good way of summing it up in a way. Like, you know, it's it's spicy, it's a big amber, but it's also this, like, kind of raw leather and iris thing. Um, it's nice. It's not, it's not, when you, when you think iris, you often think delicate, mm. I think. Um, you know, there's there's a an element of sort of delicate to it. Like, you know, like, either it's lipsticky or it's powdery, but this is neither of those. This is, like, rooty and, rah, like, Proper iris. It reminds me a little of the way Francesca Bianchi hand. Yeah, Francesca Bianchi hand, mm. handles iris um, in that quite sledgehammery way. That's a bit mm-hmm. or, like oily. She almost. handles everything in a sledgehammery uh, way. But you say this, that there was, there was actually, there's a, hey. <laughs> I don't remember the name of, but a perfume haiku <laughs> was wearing it and it's iris, but it wasn't soft in any of the normal irisy ways it, it there was something really it was rooty and green it felt like it was like iris that the rain had just like my mum used to grow a lot of irises in her garden and when the rain fell in the mornings and you walked out into the garden it was like a really heavy but thick iris scent that you don't normally get in perfumes it was it was just it was fucking full on and uh, Danielle was, she put like two sprays on her wrist and she was just like, oh, this is the only iris I ever need for the rest of my life. I hate Jack. She just was just like. But it's very fatty, it. isn't it? Like, you say really about being oily, it's very that, like, earthy as fatty. well. Very earthy. It wasn't, well, uh, there was no and, air in it at all, but it was amazing. Another thing that people say, and this is a really good uh, comparison because it does have um, a lot of similarities to this, but if you. Um, boil carrots so to me that smell of like mm. that kind of yeah i know that's a sort of sweet smell and kind of a hard to kind of describe but that sort of like smells quite carroty um which is interesting and it's often paired with uh carrot seed which actually is a l- even a hell of a lot sweeter and doesn't really smell like carrots it smells like carrot seed um but 
yeah, there's this interesting vegetal, fatty, uh, earthy kind of thing to this quite beautiful floral thing. I mean, Oris is fascinating, isn't it? Because it it gives this kind of deep. It's like a like a stock or like a sauce or something. It gives it like body. It's like your bays. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly that sort of like those kind of vibes, isn't it? That's what it does to perfume. It sort of makes it really substantial and perfumey, (laughs) for want of a better term. Mm. Nice. This eighteen sixty two though, it's really interesting. Say it, it goes through like it, it smells so strange sometimes. It smells like cherry coke at times, and then like later into the dry down, you get it gets very patchouli. But the patchouli is that almost like vinyl sort of like mm. plasticky sort mm-hmm. of scent that you get from patchouli. It gets quite rich, deep, ambery I, vinyl plastic. I'm almost sure smell. I briefly owned a bottle of that, and my abiding memory of it was a sort of um, ginger note to it. Is there no ginger in it? I don't know. Maybe I got that wrong. I mean, I can see that from the top because it's mm. quite spicy on the top and the spices are quite um, like amorphous and, and quite difficult to pin down, to be honest, because it's almost like the texture of the spice but without actually a singular mm. spice sticking out almost. I, it's, I, it's a strange I, perfume. Sort of, um, it's nice. I'd sort it of hoped forever. it was going to be Zerjoff does ralph lauren polo green um but it's 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 not that <laughs> yeah it's, it's definitely not apart that. from that yeah, um, yeah. cool so yeah. A, a, any any other big hitters then whilst you've had what i assume to have been covid yeah i, I well i'm not sure if it's covid or not but it's lasting forever and it makes me feel like shit but uh anyway enough of that um yeah i smell also so this week i've been wearing um, Massimo Milano Russian tea, which is pretty much my favourite like tea fragrance, and that's another big for a tea fragrance. You think most tea fragrances they're quite effervescent and sort of floaty and light, but Russian tea is like heavy, ambery tea, sort of quite spicy, almost a little bit of leather in there as well. And it, and the the tea reminds me of that sort of rubois kind of like red bush tea. Um, it's quite it's got that sort of i don't know quite kind of ambery depth to it um it's good i'd take it you don't like it <laughs> no i was just looking it up on my spreadsheet um and i've come across the husband notes which the husbeast notes which i did right and he said dead chicken i like it foreign christmas austrian christmas but more maybe russian i suppose like that song by bing crosby and david bowie Rubber bum hole, rapper pat pat. Rubber bum hole. <laughs> rubber bum hole. Right. I mean, your um, husband's notes on perfume are kind of abstract. Well, they're very, they're very abstract. Uh, I'm being I kind. Actually, strangely, I'm just looking at my own notes oh, now, God. and I've actually put after the initial blast of tea, there is a smell of rubber, like a proper bicycle tire rubber, not for rubber me. bum hole. So. But he's he's interpreted, and I didn't tell him my notes, obviously. But there's obviously some rubbery thing Aust- going on. Austrian, with that, no, that we both can Russian smell. Christmas. <laughs> peculiar. Yeah, uh, yeah, peculiar. I'm sorry about that. You can cut that out if you don't like it. Mm. Uh, there we go. Yeah, good. Okay. But in- always interesting. Always interesting. So, um, mass. Uh, sorry, it was uh, Russian mass tea. Mass Milano. Was, uh, mass yeah, Milano. Russian tea. Russian yeah. tea. 
Okay. And any anything else you'd like to uh, single out? One more. One more big one that is so huge that I, I wore it one day and I ended up wearing it for three. It just stays like yoink. Just lasts forever on everything it touches. Um, uh, Black Velvet Cafe by Forty One Sixty Tuesdays. Oh, and it's I don't think I've tried it. Strange perfume. I mean, it basically smells like terps. Um, right. I mean, if you ever sort of, or if you've ever done a wood, <laughs> like wood, like wood stain, sort of like if you've ever stained a fence. What's or it called again? Huperdol. Um, What's it called? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Black Velvet Cafe. And Black Velvet Cafe. I assume it's, it's meant to be a coffee sort of perfume. So, so yeah, it's a coffee and dark wood sort of scent. Um, right. And it, I think it's got oud in it, but it's. But it, it's overwhelmingly smells like creosote, to be honest. Um, yeah. I love James, it. James has really? notes. Of course. You sent it to me, Ben. Uh, and oh, yeah, I yeah. say this with respect for uh, Sarah McCartney, but I, I thought it was shite. Um, I, I, I thought it was bad because it just basically smells of, there's an oud base. I can't remember which one it is, but it just overwhelmingly smells of that oud base to the point where oh, I'm okay. like, have you done any perfumery here, Sarah? Do you know what I mean? Like, you've just basically smells like you've just put that into alcohol and I can't smell. I mean, it's pretty f- multifaceted, like, and I do like the material, um, but I just don't see that there's any perfumery going on there. It just smells like that to me. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. You know, the cafe thing, has it got a slight coffee smell to it? It's just so overwhelmingly, like, it's almost that Woody Amber thing again, but it, to me... I would just smell whichever one it is, Femenish, Jivadam, whatever. There's an oud base, and I'm like, yeah, that smells exactly like that. So it just feels like she's overdone that. And if you've never smelled that before, or you're educating people about here's this material that exists, then fine. But I think if you know, you know, materials, you go, oh, that just smells of that to me. So that's why it's not interesting to me. I'm not saying it's shit, or you know, Ooh. shouldn't shouldn't bother with it if you're not familiar with that, but. Because I am, I'm kind of like I don't, I don't get that. I don't understand. It's so overwhelmingly mm. that material that I was just like, yeah, I don't get it. Well, I mean, yeah, based I, on 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 your review, James, and based on Ben's description, I don't think I'm that interested in it. I mean, you say it smells like terps, and you've taken it apart. So, hmm. I mean, to be honest, I don't even like it very much. Um, <laughs> But but well, I, like I wore it for three days. I, I, I like how over the top it is. Like, like, what the thing like, that like draws me to it is the fact that it's just so ridiculous. It's it's so over the top. Um, well, a selling point would be and, you and, can smell it even when you've got COVID. <laughs> Potentially, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Allegedly, yeah. Oh, Allegedly, mm. yeah. Wow. So That's all brutal. these like the Zerjoff, the other one. Could you smell them? So you've been able to smell them because they're. Amongst oh, your yeah, strong yeah. So I didn't have that COVID like no no smell right. thing. I just meant I was blocked. I had a block blocked nose. Nose. Yeah. Like, um. So yeah, I could like it could cut through. I mean, I did wear um, uh, chinois, and I I just, but it just I couldn't smell it, so I just had to. I I ended up yeah. That, I did, I just went with bigger stuff for the rest of the time. Um. Yeah, I just was literally picking the stuff that was biggest I could find. But I was pleased. It's annoying, isn't it? It is, but I was kind of glad in a way, you know, because like like Russian tea, I, I really like that, and I hadn't smoked it for such a long time. Um, and I'd sort of forgot I even owned it. And it was only because I was sitting there, like, going like, mm, oh, yeah, that might do the job. That might. And I, and I saw Russian tea and thought, yeah. 
And yeah, I, I was really pleased because it's one that, you know, when you forget that you've got stuff and then you find it and you're like, brilliant, I love this. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm kind of I amazed that. that you even did that because, like, when I'm sick, I just walk away. I don't <laughs> even try. Uh, so I love the fact that you were like, no, I'm going to fucking, fucking power through. through this shit. With well, it's like, really that's most of the stuff. It's like when my collection's time to shine. Do you know what I mean? It's like, right, boys. I have the reverse problem, by the way, Ben. I don't discover things uh, that I'd forgotten I have. I spend ages looking for things that I'd sold years ago. It's <laughs> yeah. fucking, ah, bollocks, I must have sold it. That explains why I don't find it. Uh, all right, good. So um, uh, how are we doing for time? So uh, I definitely want to make time for, for the full 14. So, Phyllis, is there anything you want to throw at us no, before we no, get into I, it? No, no, no. We, we're running out of time fast, so I think we should just, I think, you know, dental occur. I nearly came. I had to sit down. Boom. Anything else is fluff. <laughs> So, James, Any, anything talk. else is indeed fluff <laughs> compared to that. Um, can you can you beat that, that, James? <laughs> hopefully, that 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 will wear off over time. Because otherwise, this is going to be a shit podcast. And <laughs> every week, no, nothing. No, sorry, everything yeah. else just fluff, mate. All, 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 all <laughs> perfumes are shit apart from Henri Jacques Dental Ocur Soz. Uh, good, uh, James. Uh, okay, um, so on the first day, I wore. Uh, Tom Ford, effing fabulous. I'm going to only say that because my son has just like popped his head around the door. Hopefully, he's gone back to. Is he the cheeky um, beggar? I uh, know, I know. Is it? Is it? Is it effing fabulous though? I mean, I've tried it in store a couple of times, and it was effing forgettable. Was my um, sort of recollection? I think. I think. I think the uh, you know the label is a bit. It is. It is. But it? obviously, I wouldn't own it if I didn't. If I didn't like it, and I actually think that well, well you say that, James. There's plenty of well, that's that true. Admitted you, you do own that you don't like. Yeah, so that statement's bollocks, really. But um, no, <laughs> I, I, I think um, I, I think what I did there was because I was so um, happy that there was a swear on a bottle that I went, "Oh yeah, I should get that." Because I thought, "Oh, they're going to get rid of this or discontinue it or something soon." Because you can't, you can't have that, can you? Um, but you're starred out, or have you got the actual full swear? Though? Oh, the full swear, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it oh. literally because they didn't make very many of those, did they? They did the full swear and Ooh. then they took it off, and they just like did like the uh. So if you've got the full swear, that's oh worth a lot cool. More, well, think. that's good to know just because, saying. like, I say I'm not that in love with it that I wouldn't get rid of it if it was like some fool wants to pay loads of money for it. <laughs> um, so Excellent. yeah, I mean, like. I, I, I do like it. What I like about it, it reminds me weirdly of like, um, the, I don't know if it's good. I think it's like this interplay between like Clarice Age and uh, like Almondy, uh, Marzipan ish sort of like vibes. But what I like about it, it's very subtle. It's not like overly gourmand or anything or overly vanilla ish. But that's what kind of makes it forgettable for people. And I think. What it smells like is almost that kind of classiness that those Celine perfumes have. It's it's very understated, and I think that's why people either get the backup because they're like, "Well, mm. why is he saying it's this effing fabulous thing?" Blah blah blah, and also uh, people are like underwhelmed or just simply don't like it. Uh, but I like that. Do you know, like, like in like when you like cooking and you kind of you make that. that I don't do that at the moment because I'm kind of watching my figure. Um, but that sort of like butter and sage and it goes all crispy, you know, and you get like sage leaves and you mm. essentially just like fry them in butter, like in that sort of Italian style cooking sort of way. 
Um, that's kind of what it reminds me of. It's like, yeah, but it's got that slight almond undercurrent. Yeah, just, I, I think it's lovely, to be honest. Um, I really like it. Uh, oh, and then I wore Nightclub in the next day by Celine, which we, oh, which we covered I'm, before. So I'm drowning in this at the moment. It is stupendous. Yeah, which is Absolutely. interesting because it has got that galbanum um, thing to it, which you wouldn't necessarily think. But I think you're yeah. kind of you, you're acquiring this taste now for these green uh, little shocks of green through things, which uh, can be beneficial. Um, then I wore uh, House of Mammoth Embrace, so uh, just a little recall to, to last week because I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll give one of those a, a proper wear. And Embrace was mm. one that we sort of touched on, and I know Dan said that he liked, liked that one. Um, and, yeah, it's quite patchouli heavy, but like a big resiny patchouli uh, fragrance. And, uh, yeah, pretty accomplished, very good, lasts all day and, you know, evolves and things. So, yeah, I actually thought that was uh, pretty good um cool. then i wore serge luton shergi what do we all think of shergi um uh, i think it's massively overrated I, I for- yeah i kind of forget i i had it for a while and i sold it but it gets so much love on the groups mostly by twats I, and everyone's though. like about that, but it's just there's a lot of people chasing, especially the vintage formulations. Ooh, I've got one of those. Um, <laughs> That's another one to sell on the list. I don't know. Um, no, I, uh, be- I barely I, ever wear it, really. Um, sorry, I always down. thought it was it's pleasant. It's pleasant, but I mean, it, was it? Was it particularly original at the time or something? Because it smells a lot like a lot of other stuff. I'd say it probably was. Um, okay. I would say with all of those Lutons, it, they all were original at the time, but they've all been taken over by something else that does it ever so slightly better mm-hmm. sometimes. I think there's a lot of stuff where... They blazed the trail. Uncle Serge started mm-hmm. it and he blazed the trail and then other people have tweaked and made it bigger, more diffusive, whatever. But that. The OG is still good to have, but um, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit out of love with Luton. Yeah. Luton's moment, to be fair, I just feel like it's all a bit, mm-hmm. a bit done, which is awful because they're yeah, one of my but, favourites. We'll, we'll, well talk about there's that a time in and a place for that stuff, and you know, it, it's kind of arguably come and gone. Um, and, and I agree. <laughs> and the, th- the weird thing about it is that I really don't like those because I would say it's a. A quintessential hay perfume, right? If you want that kind of like ridiculously over the top tonka to the point where it smells of of hay, uh, I would say that that is probably one of the best examples. But it's a- achingly sweet, but it's tempered with that sort of hay nat- naturalness. And it, it, what it reminds me of is kind of being too hot. Because I always used to wear, um, you know, like. Um, uh, like a sort of John Motson, like over the top um, uh, um, sheepskin coat. Sheepskin coat. Yeah. yeah. I, I always had go with that. Always had one of those, right? I've still got one, but it's like a kind of bomber style. But I used to have like full length ones. And I'd always wear one, mm. even when I was a kid, right? And people used to take the piss out of me. I'd be like, oh, fuck off. And, uh, but sometimes you'd be too hot. <laughs> you'd be too hot in that thing. Because I'd God, be like, fuck I, off. I'm going to, yeah, exactly. Fuck off. I'm going to wear like a, a nice woolly jumper and like really wrap myself up. But then you're too hot, you know? Uh, it kind of reminds yeah. me of that being, like, really stuffy and, like, in that... And, and it smell It's very honeyed, extremely honeyed, to the point where, yeah, I don't really even like that. So 
even when I bought it, right, and it wasn't because there was no hype about it, no fucking knew what surgery tons was, right? And it was that thing of I still bought it because something about it I loved, and I was like, I know there's something in this that I'm gonna like. And then subsequently, I was like, nah. Every time I wore it, I was like, no. Why did I buy the weird over the top honey shit? But now that I've kind of gone through and sort of come full circle, I do love it. Um, and I've got to say that you know. Um, I don't kind of care about hype or listen to any of that shit, um, but I just like it for what it is. So anyway, then I wore uh, Hermes Bellamy, which is a kind of tobacco-y, you know, classic men's sort of fragrance that we all know. Uh, I wore Eau Sauvage because I seem to always fucking wear that shit now. Um, and then mm. I wore Comme des Garçons Wonder Oud, which is one that I've gone on about on here and gone, yeah, yeah, I'll send you a sample with all best intentions uh, in the world, but didn't. I never send samples, do I, so um oh well, that you reminds do occasionally, me yeah occasionally. but when you do when you do you put so much effort into it <laughs> like you know you've got these ornately drawn labels <laughs> and stuff and sort of hand see me i just spray them in a fucking thing press a button on the printer and job done They're yeah out of the fucking well door. i know but I'm, you... I'm yeah i'm glad you noticed that kind of attention to detail but i just hate going to the post office and doing all that bollocks oh by the way there is somebody who uh, I need to send my um, mammoth uh, thing to, which Fliss sent me their address. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just hang fire because I will send it to you. Uh, I'll get that done <laughs> yeah. this week. Um, uh, and, and if you're still waiting for that at the time that this podcast is released, you know that you're at least yeah, you probably ain't getting it then. <laughs> you know, give up, give up. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just it's Good. A, it's a big fucking hassle for me to send shit out. But anyway, Wonderood, I'm saying about things smelling very much like one aroma chemical. This doesn't necessarily, but there is definitely Jarvanol in this kind of uh, sandalwood accord, which is also mm. oody and a little bit like some of those oud bases that you've smelled before as well. But I would say definitely this kind of sandalwood, it's very, very, very tenacious um, and quite modern, and I do I do like it a lot. might be interesting to send it to you, actually, to, to see what you all think, but I've said that. twice before (laughs) so we're in this strange kind of loop now look forward to that one (laughs) look forward to not not receiving that one uh then i got uh then i wore uh cheruti 1881 black which is just some oh black Mm, yeah is it any good not really um it's a kind of flanker uh a sort of very forgotten flanker that probably again no one really knows about um it's sort of almondy uh, again, not a million miles away from the effing fabulous that we talked about. I think he's gone fucking fabulous. Um, so yeah, fucking yeah. fabulous. <laughs> so basically, um, yeah, it's it's a sort of mar- mar- <coughs> marzipan, gentle marzipan, slightly cherry cokey mm. kind of throwaway musk perfume from, uh, you know, nothing, nothing like 1881, the original Chiruti fragrance. You're, you're a big fan of the original one though, aren't you? Yeah, I love it. Love it. I think it's... Totally undersung. Again, we're going to talk about that because it's a, a 90s one, isn't it? Um, so anyway, oh, yeah. then uh, then I wore another Serge Luton's, Five O'Clock Au Jambre, which is another one that has people sort of divided. What do you all think of Five O'Clock Au Jambre? Fliss is pulling a strange face. I don't think she's coming again. I remember it being very... <laughs> I'm worried. <laughs> I think it, I remember it being very jambery and going, hmm. And I, there's, there's a, 
Atelier Bedrange, uh, like this, which was made with oh, there's a uh, Tilda Swinton actress, Tilda Swinton, and they're, they're, they're very much of a much as that kind of gingery, cakey thing. And I just felt like they were both nice, but I didn't feel moved by either of them, and I felt like they were. Gourmand, they were they were like be- the, at the at the beginning of those that big gourmand mm-hmm. movement, but not doing it very well. If I'm I really honest, get that, yeah. And I felt, yeah. I just felt like they lacked depth. They were both very linear, and I just I was left wanting, and I was sad for Tilda because I love mm. Tilda. I was like, Tilda, really? Is that did you honestly manage that? The smells of that because I don't yeah. think that's you, babes. I know what uh, you mean. I know what you mean. No. And the same, I, I completely <laughs> understand what you're saying about five o'clock engine jumper. I like it, but it, 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 yeah, it's it exactly, nice. it's and fine. it's fine, and it's very surface level. It doesn't, it doesn't take me to any sort of deeper places. There's yeah. no other sort of level of appreciation. It's just what it is, and I appreciate it for what it is. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think. Um, yeah, that and Shigi, both of them, I feel, are very safe for Serge Luton. Like, I quite like um, Jean-Bru. Mm-hmm. I didn't like Shigi. I had it and sold it because um, I just thought it was so boring. But but I think both of them are, are really safe for Luton, you know. Like, you expect, yeah. or I expect when I smell Serge Luton, I expect something a, a little bit complicated or, or that's going to sort of like throw me through a bit of a loop. Or, you know, at least make yeah. me double think something or, you know. It was one of the first but... surge that made me go, are you losing it? Yeah, yeah. I was like, and then I just, I wouldn't want to say bland because that's over, that's, that's over glossing the situation. But it was the first time I went, um. There's nothing there that makes you really question what you're smelling, do you know, like no, and, and makes you really no... sort of like ruminate on it it. there was no kind of sort of like story there was no Mm. nothing happened after you smell it and then nothing happens afterwards Mm. Mm. you know what happens to the lady that eats the ginger cake does she go on does she go for a tea party does she go and have sex does she go and drink mad why Why? there's no sex seven eight o'clock is there you know well, I did. Well, yeah, this is what I mean. It was like it was just all yeah. about the five o'clock. I wanted to know what happened to her in the evening. There was there was no moreness. No moreness. What were you saying, Dan? Sorry, always has just... to be about. Well, always always about sex. It always has to be about well, sex. Sex. Often are though, aren't they? They're often yeah. about yeah, like, they having really sex are. with his mum and stuff. And what? <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Hang aren't on. they like? Uh, are there's there's, a lot, there's lots of weird like. Uh, of some Double of the stories that he writes, oh. it's a lot of double yeah. entendre with the old discussions. Oh. Well, he's a photographer, and he so he's Danielle. It's like visual things. Yeah. <laughs> Danielle, not Danielle. Georgina, Georgina. I'm not blushing. Okay, um, <laughs> right. So <laughs> anyway, sorry. Right, right. Let's, like, we're powering through. We're let's that. keep going. So uh, Tom Ford for Men Extreme was the next. Lovely. Thing. Yeah, I thought you'd oh, like this, really Dan, because nice. I know you got a bottle, didn't it's, you? Uh, what I used to have, it's it's very similar to Japon Noir, um, but it it it's a it's it's actually surprisingly delicate, even though it's called extreme. Mm-hmm. Um I, I really, really liked it, but like 
the bottle I had was quite expensive and I couldn't justify keeping that and Japon Noir, so I sold it. But, um, but yeah, it's a really good perfume. Yeah. I mean, the smell is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's very uh, thick and truffly and, yeah, it's lovely. Truffly, that's, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. really I, good. I love it. Uh, so anyway, yeah, then I wore a Zeno Davidoff, which is a kind of patchouli-heavy men's 80s, is it? I think it's 80s. Zeno. Uh, yeah, Zeno is the one that smells... Um, it's oh, a bit uh, odd. The it's Tom not Ford everyone, one smells like it. Probably. It's not It's not everyone's cup of tea. Uh, I don't know which uh, Tom it, Ford. Yeah. Uh, Fougere... Fougere something. Oh, right. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think I know the one you mean. Yeah, it does have that... Um, it's almost like it smacked you over the face with the patchouli kind of... Like, if you don't like patchouli, you're not going to be feeling this. But the way it's embellished, yeah. the way it's kind of worked... Beau de jour. Oh, Sorry. okay. That's it. I, yeah, I, Beau I just de looked jour, it up. Yeah, it's Beau de jour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say Beau de jour probably has more other stuff going on and is a little bit less uh, focused than that. I'd say it's kind of... That's mm. more of a, like a fougere that then has been pushed in a sort of patchouli direction. This is more like something that's been built around patchouli and uh, has all these complementary notes, which are very... The, that lacks the other stuff that, that Beau de Jour has. Um, but I still look... I mean, Zeno I, Davidoff is just a fantastic fragrance. Like, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've tried... I, I, in fact, I've, I've probably got a bottle somewhere of uh, Zeno. But my abiding sort of impression of it was that it, it smelt cheap. Not not because it was cheap. Cause I don't, you know, I don't... It just something can be inexpensive without smelling cheap. But to me, it sort of smelled cheap, like um, like like cheap things had been used to make it. Yes. Rather than, um, you know, they used high-quality ingredients. I'll and, go along and with And it that, wasn't yeah. the price that made me think that. But yeah. No, I, I completely understand that. Yeah, it's not a big, luxurious kind of thing. And... Given the fact that we've smelled a load of patchouli materials, you mm. would go, okay, it probably isn't the best patchouli that's in no. that perfume okay. in the first place. It was probably one of the like fourth or fifth choice ones <laughs> out of the ones that we had. Uh, let, for example, do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I completely get that. But I, you know, you've got to love, at least they're not trying to charge a fortune for it and it smells cheap. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, the could be a lot worse uh the next one i don't know whether i'm going to go into it too deeply because maybe this is another conversation or it might even uh yeah i don't know maybe i'm opening a big can of worms with this by war ducita mm. rosalina mm-hmm. or rosalita or Ro- rosalie is it called rosalina i don't know yeah rosalina i think Ro- rosalina oh rosalina okay yeah. uh mm. okay so first of all it made me question whether she makes the perfumes or not. Um, and I just because of all these ones that we've smelled now, I'm like, I, again, I don't know exactly her background. I thought she was just a, like an indie perfumer and I kind of bought those first ones, not actually physically bought them. Sorry, I haven't supported the brand with any kind of financial uh, in any way. Um, but no, I basically... Um, like I, I, I bought that she made those uh, initial perfumes because I was like, yeah, okay, she's got a style and there's certain things. She's like, 
But all these other ones, since we've got all those samples, I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't buy that they can be that polished and that good. And maybe I'm being massively fucking offensive to um, uh, Pr- Pr- Prisana, is it? Pr- Prisana Uma Vajani. Yeah. Prisana Uma yeah. Vajani. Um, I don't think she makes them. I mean, they're beautiful. That's the problem as well, is that a lot of Correct. them are really lovely. They are really good. And that takes nothing away from it. Really yeah. fucking good. And I don't good. care about Roger Dove. I don't care if you're not the female. But I find the, 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 maybe the pretense that you are, it doesn't even bother me that much. I don't really give a shit, right? And it's not really even, but it's a talking point for people like us and other people are more bothered by it, right? But I just kind of think, it would bother yeah. me. Honestly, it would bother me. Like, I love to see her and I, and it doesn't, the thing is, it doesn't matter if she doesn't make them, but I think I would just think, why don't you just say that? <laughs> yeah, then? and that's fair enough. Like, why don't you just credit the perfumer, you cunt? <laughs> like, what, what, why have you got to, like, stick your own name on it, you fucking narcissistic prick? Why can't you be, like, just the person that, uh, like... Brought it um, all together. Yeah, yeah. You, like, you, you, yeah, like yeah. zoologist. I mean, he, at no point does he sit there going, I'm the perfumer. He says, no, these are my perfumers. I control the house. I'm like a uh, creative director. Impresario. And that's where it ends. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with being that. There's nothing wrong with being the conductor. You don't have to yeah. be a musician. You can be True. the conductor. You can that, be that's Steve a skill in Jobs. Itself. Well, <laughs> the, the, the Steve Kite. Jobs of perfumery. Funnily enough, I had a conversation with uh, a guy who we must get on, and I've said to him before that we do a Patreon interview with him and stuff, um, about, uh, Clayton, right? So Clayton goes around the world yes. and interviews all these perfumers. He knows a hell of a lot about the... And I said to him, we had that exact conversation, Ben's exact sort of, you know, beef that he has with that. And I completely understand that. Uh, I'm not, not I'm sort of less militant about it now, but I completely get that. Why? Why even the pretense? He gave a very good, very sort of nuanced answer as to why certain brands may want to just either omit certain information or just don't make it a thing or try to uh, paint this kind of story of, of what's going on. And it just makes it easier for non-hardcore consumers like us or people who are, want to know every little detail. Most people, you know, your average person doesn't and they will just take at face value whatever, you know, is, is put in front of them. So he gave a much better explanation and some of it I was like, oh, right, okay, I'm kind of half convinced by that. Um, but yeah, I do get that. And it's certainly from an indie point of view, because I've always thought that that was a superior indie brand, right? I was always like, those perfumes are fantastic. She's got a really, uh, a really um, solid style where you can tell that that's her stuff, even though they're varied and they're, you know, all different types of, of perfumes, really. And she uses all these amazing materials. But in actual fact, a lot of them are floral accords that maybe have some naturals in and stuff, but they've definitely been constructed. And now it's just made me rethink every other perfume. We haven't even spoken about what this perfume is, right? To me, it's a kind of, uh, horribly like over the top um, this yeah, rosary yeah like yeah. over the top right, sort yeah. of uh, twangy kind of uh, very boozy opening like love the thin- word twangy yeah the it is twangy right because it's that saffron yeah, it's not got saffron but it's like it's that twangy sort of like thing and it's very kind of leathery and really over the top in the opening. And you can smell rose, right? And then the rose just develops and gets bigger and bigger. And yes, it does smell like Bulgarian rose oil or whatever. It smells really accurate and whatever. And then it just gets 
And then I know it's an accord. I know it's been extended. And that all those tropes, right, just sit, speak to me of this is somebody who, this has been made by a perfumer or in a laboratory of perfumers or whatever, because this is your classic oud rose thing. And she never went to those tropes, right? She never went to those places of, they were always like original kind of like ideas, even on like floral things like jasmine and whatever. And this just hit me like that. And I was like, oh my God, she's not the perfumer. right? And I felt stupid for mm. not thinking that beforehand. Um, but I also, like I say, I was prepared to give it to someone face value. And if I'm wrong about any of this, I need to shut the fuck up. And she needs to be heavily, heavily put up on a pedestal and praised as, as a, like a, a fucking, you know, God given, like, you know, uh, I don't even know, like just, just some kind of like amazing, naturally gifted perfumer um, who who can just do all this. Or she's done a hell of a lot of independent like uh, research. and Because you, you smell a, a perfume by a Sarah McCartney or by uh, even like Hans Henley, even some of these people who are really the, the top of the indie or even like Andy Tower and people like that, right? You smell those perfumes. Yeah. There's a different smell. I've been doing a lot of recently. I've been doing a lot of Sarah mm. McCartney testing and a lot of them are really interesting and I've been enjoying doing it during the day, but I would say that the style is not my style and there is a, there is a set... <sighs> there's a feeling about them that is also very towery, that is also very... That there's a... There's an indiness about them that you Correct. can feel. That that is trial and error. And that's um, somebody who's not quite got to that 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 polished place that we're talking about a Ducita or whatever. And and I'm not saying that some no. of them aren't lovely, but some of them I don't get, and some of them I do, which is the same with any trained perfumer brand. But there's a there's a texture about them that feels Correct. indie, and Ducita yes. doesn't have that. I would agree with you that Ducita does not yes. have that texture. Well. Uh, I think this is definitely one to put to Pizana, uh, uh when uh, uh, when we interview her for the Patreon. Yes. Um, I look forward to that. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, we will uh, not uh, libel ourselves. <laughs> okay, right. In any way. So, Ed, 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 I'll yeah. just be dead quick, right? So, I wore Bentley for men, black. The black one, whatever that one's called. Uh, the Gucci one. Yeah, the Gucci, the Gucci one. Poor the Almorac. Yes, the Almorac. Yeah. Uh, and we've all talked about that. It was the same formula, blah, blah, blah. It's really quite good, but like not as good as mm. Gucci Poor Arm, you know, whatever. Uh, then I wore another Ducita, which I'm wearing today, which is Fleur de Lalita. Uh, and mm. it's, I, I couldn't, for the life of me, I was like, yeah, okay, it's got this dryness, but it's then it's got the sort of, uh, I, I went, it's an exotic floral, right? That's what I was thinking in my head, right? And then I was like, oh, I'm going to have a look on Fragrantica and see what's actually in this. And uh, one of the, uh, the the mid notes, and I know, you know, Fragrantica is not the mm. font of all knowledge, but it uh, was exotic floral notes. Nice. So yeah, I was you, like, I bet you felt right just a little there. bit fucking, yeah. I did. A little bit pleased with yourself I there, did. But you? there's loads of other shit in there. And I would say, yeah, it's a really nice, very, very <laughs> lovely. Of shit. Yeah, it's a very, very good um, floral perfume. Very nice. And I've thoroughly enjoyed wearing it today. Done. Good. Done. Boom. Right. Well, um, after uh, having to uh, sit through uh, Fliss's sexual 
perfumery exploits and uh, uh, James uh, pretty well get us into hot water with the legal team um, and Ben's uh, use and abuse of extremely potent uh, perfumery over the last week I feel like I could use a break so let's wrap up part one we will be back in just a few minutes uh, stick with us cheers Hello and welcome back to part two of Les Odrons. This week we are going to be taking a tour through the 1990s. Um, and uh, this is depressing actually because I put a post on our <laughs> Facebook group, uh, which I believe Ben is now an actual member of, um, asking for suggestions. And most people were like, yeah, no, I was too young in the 90s to really be wearing perfume, uh, so I don't really remember it. Fuck <laughs> off! I mean, yeah, honestly. There was a lot of that. Fuck there really off. was a lot of people going, I was three. <laughs> you bitches. Oh, was she? Oh, were you? Were you? Well, we fuck yeah. off then. We just do uh, the opposite. Amoeba. Like, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah remember the good old days and, you know. I was doing this when you were shitting. Yeah, us. exactly. You know Back I mean? in the nineties. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you chewing on a Ross dickhead? Yeah. Well, I mean, for for for, for me, the nineties were sort of um, a very significant time because I kind of went into them. Uh, I, I think I was fourteen at the start of the nineties, and obviously about twenty-four by the end. So quite a sort of uh, uh, you know decade there to cover. Um, right through my sort of uh, teens and, uh, you know, university years. And so my sort of perfume uh, uh, journey, journey, at the time um, was, uh, you know, quite quite diverse. Um, but, yeah, for me, in the 90s was all, uh, well, I say all. Um, the, the bit that I can vaguely remember of it was basically about getting absolutely fucked up in, like, house and techno clubs. Um, that was uh, my main thing in the 90s, really. I think all Britpop and that largely passed me by because uh, I went off me fucking tits. Um, so uh, what, what were you doing in the 90s, uh, Fliss? What were you well, doing? Well, in 1990, I was 14, and uh, obviously by 1999, I was about... To, with the same we're the age, same age. 23, 24 in 1999. And at that point... Uh, going through high school, through to the first couple of years at university, I was basically Hermione Granger. I totally fucked it up as I was like, leave. You were Hermione Granger. Well, you were actually in Harry Potter. And I was very much at the front of the class with my hand up the whole time. I was, yeah, I I was, by the time the second year of university came around, I began... That's when I began to lose it. So we should do something around the 2000s and then we can talk about my fucked up time. But at this point in my life, I was very, very Mm -hmm. sensible and straight-laced and very academically focused. Um, My perfume journey was... But at the same time, my perfume journey was very different, I think, to a lot of what other people were wearing. So uh, there was... I used to walk home 
uh, or walked the station from my school through Norwich, <laughs> there was a house of Fraser, uh, or Norwich. it was a Debenhams. Yeah, <laughs> the was it? There was a, there was a pedestrianised area. Was it pedestrian. it was, there was a big Debenhams, yeah. and you could shortcut through Debenhams to get to the station faster. And I'd made friends with one of the. I'd made friends. <laughs> I just remembered where that scene's yeah, from. I'd sorry. made friends with the lady <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the YSL exactly. counter in Debenhams. And I don't know what it was. There was something. I don't think outrageous could have been that much different, but there was some sort of simpatico. And I used to hmm. walk quite fast so I could get to Debenhams and spend 10 or 20 minutes with her before getting to the station. And it was at this point between the ages of like 14 to 18 when I left school that that's when my perfume journey started because she introduced me to things like Feminité de Bois that because she was because although she was a YSL counter there was often it was like a you know she was also in charge of the Shiseido counter there was other things there was the beginnings of Serge Luton there was there was just a load of stuff and we would this like 20 this hard one 20 minutes if i walked fast enough began my journey into something that was really magical and everyone else was wearing ck1 and like they were rushing to the boys school to spend their hard one 20 minutes at the boys school to talk to whoever was in the rugby team and i was rushing to this makeup counter and this woman would give me dregs of testers um you know, like, like the last 20 mil of stuff. And there's a whole heap. Of, I've got a big list of stuff that I was wearing at that time, but it was all down to this kind of funny little friendship that we had. And she would give me all of these perfumes. And that's when it really started for me. And I, the first thing I ever bought with my own money was Feminité de Bois. And up until that point, I'd been wearing like a basic thing from Boots that was kind of spicy. It was It was like a really generic thing. I don't, it didn't even, it wasn't even like a coaty or anything. There wasn't even like a label on it. But I remember the first time I spelt uh, Feminita de Bois by Chaisedo and just everything, that my world just changed and I saved up for it. And she also given me like some little testers of it and some little samples of it. And it just, it blew my mind. And that was... It was a completely, nice. yeah, and, and everything was then almost about perfume right from that that point. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> nice, nice. And, Ben, what, what were you doing in the 90s? Well, it's really funny because I think, like, the first two perfumes I got into, you can probably sum, summarise it in a way because like, in the early 90s, I was very much, like, obsessed with the American pop culture and, like, grunge, right? And mm. like all the kind of rock and grunge and post-punk sort of bands that were coming, they were all American, right? And I was like, mm. and and sort of the first ever perfume-ish, I mean, I don't know if we're talking about pop culture or perfume or, or are we going to come back to we perfume? We can talk or, about whatever the fuck you like, mate. Well, so the, this yeah. is less odorants, not, not, not yeah, fucking... So, so the first perfume I that I remember... Not anything else. ...was like um, Polo Sport, which, you know, had the American flag on it mm. and all the rest of it, right? Mm. And so that kind of went along with that, and then kind of the opposite of Dan. Like as soon as Britpop came, that was that was me. Like I was I was all in on that, and that whole kind of like dirty, crusty Britpopper sort of heroin chic CK one mm. kind of vibe. So um, like that that was that, that those the, those two perfumes were probably the first two perfumes I I really got do, into. Do you know what? That that's really funny. Polo Sport. I, I I would not associate that 
at all with the sort of grunge scene. No, uh, no, me neither. It, but it, I, I just loved the smell of it. Like, it, it, I didn't, mm. it didn't, you know, like I was too young at that point, really. I mean, I was into the music, but I wouldn't say I was into the scene. I was just, I just yeah. liked the music. Um, you know, I, I think still the whole, I think the whole and, point and of and grunge was that it didn't like have a perfume associated with it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's the whole thing, wasn't it? It's like, <laughs> it's like. Do, mm. It's well, so that's sort the, of so, in the name. So, so kind of like we were just talking though about me feeling like I've never fitted in in places like that. Why not? Like you know, like like I've always been really into like grunge and stuff, nothing but I just smelled nice at the same <laughs> time. <laughs> no, like, but that was the point. You, you, them, they were like, no, he smells too nice. Yeah, and he that in a way, nice. it's the right. That is, but isn't that the point? Like you do what the fuck exactly. you want. You express yourself however yeah. you like. And if I'm gonna like, and and that kind of goes into. I mean, I don't know because I don't want to like swamp this and, and go too far i don't know if we're going to come back to the perfume but i also eventually because well, eventually like I, I i think it was those punk aesthetics that i sort of felt a, a kinship to uh, like that got me into also low dissy and and i smelt that on a um like someone at school who was a, obviously a girl and i was like that's nice but I'm not going to wait until I bump into someone to smell that mm-hmm. again. I'm just going to mm. wear it like myself <laughs> so because because I like it and I don't want to have to wait till I pass someone in the corridor at school to smell that. Um, so And I just thought, you know what? Fuck it. Who cares if it's for a boy or for a girl? I'm just like I say, anyway. that's the attitude. And that's, so yeah. that was another one. That like, is the, the attitude, isn't um, it? Um, of, yeah. Um, I often think of that... Um, uh, just to uh, quote some kind of pop culture bullshit, like I always do. Um, in in the words of uh, Mark Corrigan from uh, Big yes. Show, um, you know, if 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 you can't end, you know, if you can't welcome <laughs> people into a group um, that that stand against everything you believe in, then what kind of a hippie fucking free for all is this? Do you know what I mean? Um, which is exactly what those kind of things <laughs> about, like punk and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, the whole point is that you know, if you, especially if you're hanging out with people who have this kind of uniform sort of, oh, I'm a goth, and they will wear the same shit, but they feel like they're individual. I think we touched on this last week. But, like, that thing of why don't you have your thing is like, well, yeah, okay, I've got all the grungy clothes, but I fucking smell nice at the same time because I've got some kind of thing where I think that's a thing, and there's nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, I totally get where you're coming from with that, especially being... uh, as the fact that, you know, we're sort of of a similar kind of age, and I was into all that grunge scene as well yeah i think me and james probably share a similar yeah we do and i'm just um, thinking about in 1990 i was actually mm. half you guys's age um dan and fliss um as half your age then so i was seven so i was seven at the beginning so you were seven and then i was right what will i've been at the end (laughs) can't even do the maths Da, a little yes. bit older. Wait, wait, should we see if we can... <laughs> yes. Okay, so let's see if we go. can add 10 to 7. <laughs> so I was 17 um, in 1999. But having said that, like I say, I had a very in, early introduction excellent. to perfumes. My dad used to talk to me about like the technical shit of, of perfumery because he was a chemist and he knew about that shit. Hmm. But also... And my 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 mom, uh, like you know, I I like things just like anything. And I told you, she bought me uh, Fahrenheit because I liked it. Uh, you know, when I was like eight or something. So like ridiculously kind of early to be like into that. I was like, no, I want that. Nice. And like, right, then, you know, I'll get you that. Uh, and so I got that for Christmas, and that was kind of that's <laughs> always the thing that I think about 
but I generally did like them and I liked mm. having little collections of things and I'd always get, you know, like if my dad went like traveling or whatever, I'd get little travel bottles of stuff. He always wore the basically the polo greens, the, you know, um, the, the, the men's, the Paco Rayban, all that shit uh, was all stuff that he, he wore. So, you know, it, it just, it was almost just by osmosis. It was like, you, you, you're into this just now. I don't know. I don't even know why there was no like moment or kind of thing of like, oh, I suddenly like this. I, it was just always there. And it was always something that I kind of, in that exact same way as what Ben's talking about, of that thing of like, I still liked like designer label shit. Like I liked like clothes and stuff like that, even though I was into all that grunge scene that was kind of like rejecting all that. I was like, well, why can't I like that shit as well? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I think the yeah, 90s yeah, yeah. was a time of that. It was a time of, oh, well, I like heavy guitar bands, but I also like mm. Aphex Twin, but I also like this. And it, it was that like advent of the, the fucking, I, well, okay, the iPod came later, but that thing of like having a really eclectic sense of like, you don't just have the same bands on the wall of your posters. Do you know what I mean? You'd have like fucking some dance music to something else. And it was all mm. like part of the kind of culture. And I think that's been more so now that kids are into like a huge range of different things and and it, and it's good you know um and, and like like the gangster rap and like hip-hop and stuff that was all coming around at that time and you could be into that and and a lot of the time a lot of the people who were into like the heavy sort of like guitar music and stuff were into that as well because it had the same kind of like hardcoreness to it you know you'd like you'd like wu-tang clan but you'd also like, yeah. like metallica and shit like that you know Rage Against the Machine, that's a perfect Rage kind of Against the Machine. the two things, isn't yeah. it? It's, 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 the first band I saw wow. in the 90s, Rage Against the Machine at uh, uh, Manchester uh, Empire. I, I think um, that's reflected as well, though, in the like at the, the how fashionable androgyny was in the 90s. And, the, and I think to bring it back to perfume... Really good point. Like, yeah. the, a lot of the perfume was that unisex androgynous kind of thing okay. like, like, like i say i wore loads cleanliness mm. but i mean i say the, the, I, I i like wearing low de issy right like like the for, the for the female version but actually i don't really think it's that mm. feminine i think it's you know i don't think that's well, so, like it sounds almost risky to be like oh, i was a teenager and i was wearing like loaded but it wasn't really like that it was quite a, a androgynous perfume you know it's quite a unisex perfume i think um so, so I think it, that's an interesting point because what you say is certainly true about the sort of uh, the rise of androgyny as as a sort of uh, I guess uh, quite mainstream accepted kind of uh, I don't know what the word would be um, counterculture thing. So there was a counterculture <laughs> yeah, around thing. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's been I, around I guess, before. But, but, the 70s had like Bowie and T Rex, but uh, the of, 90s of kind of brought it back. I think. Uh, of course, um, but also during the nineties, there was the sort of uh, you know the the rise of the lads and the ladettes and and, and all that sort of magazine F H M magazine yeah. culture and all that <laughs> bullshit. Sugar ape, <laughs> yeah, sugar ape, sugar ape, S U G A inside the R. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nathan fucking Barley. Um, anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so um, all that laddishness. Um, and and I was thinking about perfumes that I wore. Uh, so Le Mal came out mm. in I think ninety five or thereabouts. 
right? And I, I remember wearing that a lot for sort of clubs. Uh, Le Mal, uh, I think I started the 90s wearing jupe. Um, <laughs> big, yeah, what a cunt. But... Um, in, fa- in fact, I didn't say that. <laughs> well, you did. I mean, you said it. You said it with your laughter, your haunting <laughs> mockery of me. Um, I, I remember because I went to university. And my first, I remember showing up at university and putting my bottle of jupe on the uh, on the. Uh, is, is that what person, by the way? Yup, yup, yup. Okay. Um, I went to university in 1994. Wow. Yeah. So nineteen ninety-four I went to Leeds. Um same time apparently as Mr. Smelly. Uh <laughs> word up Dan. Uh, I don't I don't I didn't know Dan at university, but uh, yeah, we were at the uh, at, at the same university at the same time. Um but I was very diligent in my studies, uh, as you'd expect. Um just apropos of nothing at all. Um, this is just something that I remembered, right? Um, because I'd planned yesterday, I'd planned to have to have this conversation with my daughter and never had to. And the conversation was going to be about why a bunch of people who are into perfume meeting up and going and smelling perfumes is not weird, okay? And this was the argument I dreamed up. Tell me whether it works, right? Um, well, people who are into certain types of music get together and go and listen to bands or go and share each other's records or they swap. They used to swap certainly tapes and, and vinyl and all that kind of stuff where we were younger. People who are into wine will go to conventions where they will all taste different wines and compare notes and and all that kind of stuff. And all this is is stimulation of a different set of senses. I, I that's all the, it is. The decan kind of community or or, or industry or whatever you want to call it, like of mm. Facebook groups. I feel that's yeah. like a direct analog of yeah. when you used to make mixtapes. Oh, totally. Exactly. Getting, a, getting um, a package from someone, it's like getting a mixtape. It's like an act of love. I heard yeah, you yeah. talk about this. I saw your post on this. These are things that you will also like. It is a complete act of love. It is just yeah. like sitting, yeah. but also those mixtapes that were made on the radio by the band <laughs> yeah. waiting when they were doing like they always the top, said like Terence Trent Darby. <laughs> Like, oh, what the fuck's this? Yeah, and then something and you else had to press on. play and record at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it was just a... Me- but it's completely is the same thing. And I, I was reading a thing recently about... There was a bunch of um, kind of psychologists and, and, and behavioralists, people like uh, Kant and Freud, who decided that of all of our senses smell was the most animalistic and therefore the most base and therefore the least useful and therefore the most degrading one to well yeah in their words to celebrate so you can celebrate art with your eyes you can celebrate music with your ears you can celebrate great food with your mouth and your your sense of taste but smell was an animalistic thing Mm. and therefore it wasn't it's what a cunt that's all i can say and up until then there had been artists that had been you know in the set you know by perfumers had been celebrated and then suddenly Mm. the prevailing 
cerebral thought was, oh, well, that's very animalistic. We don't, we're not going to think about that anymore. So you can have your five course dinner or you can go to the art gallery, but being sent a bunch of decans from your friends <laughs> is, you know, it's, it's very much lesser as a sense. But it's, yeah. it's where it gets you, isn't it? It doesn't matter how you get there. It's where, it's where you end up. And it, if something moves you, in it's a certain the same way. as what Dan matter. is trying to say you to Anna. It, you know, it's to like, it absolutely. It, yeah. It's just another sense that you're stimulating. It's still valid. It's just a mm. particular. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and all this is is a group of people who have a particular appreciation for the same sort of thing. It's no weirder than yeah. being a goth. In fact, arguably, <laughs> it's a lot less weird than being a goth. Sorry to goths to pick on you for a second week yeah. in a row, but that shit is... I was going to say, this is a running theme now. <laughs> this is yeah. like all that rubber black like fucking metal finger. Leather, like weird metal nah, finger nah, nah. That is a thing. They do, apparently. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cyber, um, cyber fingers. No, but you... you uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. No, Fliss um, so, has so, mentioned so that it, thing uh, about on, the, the, the smell before. I think he's is fascinating and really interesting but i kind of don't get like why are you ragging on like smell i kind of get the point that you're making yeah. well i don't know i mean but 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 us but socioculturally that is what's happened it's almost and like so, yeah why be snobby you know, we, about that i don't did you just say socioculturally I think that may just be the most grown-up word we've ever had on this podcast. That's Congratulations. Okay. As I said, in the 90s, I was Hermione Granger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice, nice. So what were you studying in the 90s? When I went to university, I studied um, biological anthropology uh, at UCL. And I also studied, part, obviously, part of my degree was also looking at some of the other anthropological studies so I, d- I also did medical anthropology and socio-anthropology as well but it was mainly biological anthropology um yeah mm-hmm. it was great nice. i really loved it but at the same time mm. i was in this big mixing bowl of people um so there were obviously that the school that I went to had wanted me to go to a very particular type of university, which we're not going to talk about. Um, but in the end, I ended up at UCL, mm. which... Did it have uh, red was, bricks? Was, we had a very high intake to Oxbridge, and it was a shock that I didn't get in uh. despite seven pool interviews. Um, but UCL oh. offered me a 2E offer, and they just said, fuck that shit, just oh, come nice. here, babe. And I think it was the best thing fuck I ever did, because also but by, by being in London, there was this huge mixing part of people on the course but then there was there was also so many other things and i did spend a lot of time in going back to the perfume mm. but i spent a lot of time in department stores smelling things and there was a, there was a lot of other things available to me in london that that hadn't wouldn't have been available to me if i'd been in oxford or cambridge and i yeah, i felt yeah, as if socioculturally there was a huge amount of things that university offered me that wasn't just about education of my brain but it was about education of Mm. me as a whole person and I think that perfume was definitely one of that and I I have lots of memories of going into some of those big department stores Serge Luton all of that you know Uncle Serge and me at that point we were best buds you know I couldn't afford any of it well I mean in terms of me like did, 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 he didn't did he know, know you well. well. I knew him very well. But I couldn't afford any of it, that stuff. But I remember going into some of those big stores, you know, and just 
almost stroking the bottles and just being like, this is mentally good. You know, there was some, you know, all of that kind of early stuff. I remember just thinking these are, these are great things. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, um, what about yourself, James? What were you doing during the nineties? You, yeah, you were seven really and then you were 17. Um, so. No, I was, um, I guess, uh, um, at school, obviously. Uh, and what were you? What were you into? Like, uh, I mean, presumably smoking weed and yeah, just being a, being just a, being a cane, you know. Uh, but no, it's interesting because well, I like you talked to d- d- talking to you because obviously I had like older sisters and I had a lot of friends that were like ten years older than me who'd mm. been like you know ravers, like you know going to like proper raves and stuff like that. So it was kind of like I had like the sort of influence of that and like like American mm. culture, like just thinking about like things like, uh, you know, talking about like the first records that you bought or whatever, like the first record I bought was um, uh, Iron Maiden. <laughs> right? So I was like into that kind oh, of, damn. like that sort nice. of thing. So like, um, like Number of the Beast was like the first record that I ever bought with my own money. Um, and yeah, so I was into that kind of thing and that kind of like, th- that sort of like uh, c- cultural kind of thing of that, like, it, it's a sort of way of like life when you talk about like 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 Henry Rollins and stuff like that and like that kind of like um I don't know sort of like and like Bill Hicks and shit like that do you know what I mean there was like this kind of cultural like I don't even know what it was but like I I was sort of into it and like I can still like you know if I talk to somebody like like Je- like Jenny is like older than me she's probably like similar sort of age to to like you guys and stuff but we still have like common sort of things that we like know about. So there's not mm. like, you know, a million sort of miles away, but, and also because I was quite a fucking big hairy cunt, even when I was like, you know, like thir- 13 and stuff, I was drinking in pubs. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> hanging around with men and men and shit like that. So like, you know, yeah. I feel as though I was kind of old before my fucking years. So I was quite haggard by the time, by the time 1999, by the time 1999 yeah. came around, I was fucking, <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd lived a life. No, but no, it was that thing of like, you thought you were, but then you're just like, my life hasn't even really fucking started yet. Um, but anyway, no. So that's just a kind of little mm. sort of glimpse. Not, not a lot <laughs> really, uh, is what I was doing. And, um, yeah, I wish I'd kind of applied myself more talking about like a- academic stuff because I was clearly like bright and probably could have done it, but just like had this kind of attitude of like, uh, it'll work out, you know, life will work out. And uh, I still kind of am a bit like that now. Um, and, it, and, it, and it hasn't <laughs> quite, no, it, you know, mm. it has to an extent, but um, yeah. No. So nothing about perfume there at all, but no, perfume, you yeah, know the I mean, I, I... I like that kind of stuff. I like that. No, um, that's Izzy, all right. Uh, you know, shit. I had that I mean, whole like CK one like period, like everybody else did, and it was that weird thing of yeah, everyone else smells like this, but I quite fucking like it. Um, so it wasn't even like I want to stand out and be like an individual. It was just that, and then obviously getting into like niche. I'd have to say that that was probably um, it. Won't have been in the nineties, I don't think. When I will have tried, you know, you you. Well, there's early Lartisans yeah. and stuff. I just remember that. I remember them first coming out and just being... Was that in the... T- I mean, yeah, exactly. It was like, did they come out... 1994. I, I definitely was... wasn't into them then. Because um, I was 11. <laughs> so... I oh, been, bless. Yeah, of course you were. Well, 
Well, I was just arriving yeah. at uni with my bottle yeah. of jupe. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I was thinking about that, you know, what everyone was wearing. I don't really remember anyone else really owning perfume. Like, my housemates, I don't think they owned no. perfume. They quite often take a spray or two of something yeah. of mine before we went out, but I don't really... And 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 obviously it wasn't as an important part of my life then as it as it is now, um, but my recollection was that actually not that many people gave a shit. Not in about the same it. way. I certainly never really had much of a conversation. I remember talking to a few girls about it, like um, you know, one of my girlfriends at the time was kind of in into it, but on the whole, I don't remember meeting anyone who but- really. But but also the perfumes that they did, they were wearing like much professional stuff like CK1. I was smelling like old ladies at that point. I was already well into Mm. my Sophia Grossman. (laughs) I was wearing Trezor, Sun, Moon and Stars, all of that stuff. You know, all of those big Sophia Grossman things that were coming out in the 90s. I I was wearing all of that really early and... Not it's not trendy. It, I was not trendy in any it, way I, I was possible. Not a trendy. Child. I was like, yeah, I was thinking like an no. old lady. It's weird email. that you say that because I remember what <laughs> everybody no, that's, wore. That's... Like every like the, it was insignificant to them, but it was like I, I saw it as like kind of what have you made that choice for? Like why you you know and 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 even to like this day, I remember saying to some of my mates now going. Oh yeah, I remember you used to wear like whatever in school, and they wouldn't even fucking. Re- they'd be like, they're a bit creeped out. Like what? Like yeah. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you used to wear that shit, and they'd be like, uh, how do you remember that? And I'm like, don't know. <laughs> I just went through your bins one night. But I also remember some of the marketing. I'm a, be- I'm a better as well. smeller than I, you. I remember like the the marketing of Safari, and just looking at these uh, these beautiful people in this Ralph Lauren, these big double pages in Vogue or Tatler or whatever, of these gorgeous sun-washed people on the safari in Africa in these gorgeous glamping tents, we call them glamping now, like a baby tiger or a baby uh, lion. They were just I know, tents but I remember, then. I remember looking at that. I have really strong memories of looking at those marketing tools in magazines and going, I want to smell of safari and buying safari so that I could smell like that. Or looking at who was that lady in who used to do the Trezor and just thinking, <laughs> I want to be that French. I want to be as French and chic as you. And just that where that's where my head went. I think I think marketing was very different no. in those days and those big double page spreads with those little bits of those little tiny bits of uh, yeah. perfume that you had to peel off the corner of the right yeah. the, the bottom right hand corner and then rub your wrist on. I, I remember. Oh, and yeah. I, I don't they stop do because nobody buys magazines yeah. anymore, do they? But at the time, I remember just yeah, like cutting out, nice or, or they it. used to do those fold over bits, those like zigzag fold over bits, and I remember just like going. And and, and 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 tearing out all of those bits of dry perfume that were in the fold-out bits and, and, and stacking them in my drawer at home. And before a night out, I would, like, open one and rub it on my wrist and rub it on my neck. You'd get a whole couple of days out of it then, wouldn't you? Yeah, but you could, though. You could get two yeah. or three wears out of those. And I don't, I don't know if they do them anymore, but I, that's a really strong memory of not being able to afford the bottle yeah. bit. 
If you bought a, if you bought a Vogue, you might. We're get in three danger or four. of sounding like the uh, that four uh, Yorkshireman scat um, from uh, from what's <laughs> it from uh, Monty Python. Dan's looking blankly at that oh, one. In my day, we only had perfume okay, and pins for dinner. We used to eat gravel and live in road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had to scrub your perfume right on your neck until the whole paper had chafed your ears. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Ben, go on. Well, I was just thinking that because not being able to afford to, it, like things shaped uh, my perfume collection. Um, quite significantly because so, so so i had um a polo sport that i got for christmas i think um and and, and then i i i i really like ck1 um because everyone at school had it this is probably like when i was only like 14 or 15 so this is before i had like a real job all i had was a paper round right so i couldn't really afford it so um but there was a video rental shop like vhs rental shop kids uh um, and, and they sold nice. fake bottles of CK1. Um, so I bought a fake bottle what, of CK1. Down the VHS yeah, rental yeah. shop. So I bought a fake bottle <laughs> of, of CK1 from the VHS rental shop. And that was my one. And then, but interestingly, like out of that, like, so that's just kind of a funny anecdote, but out of that, as actually, I got one of the perfumes that I've always loved. And now I still love it because I couldn't afford CK1. I went to the pharmacy Um that was like near my house and picked up a bottle of uh, a splash of uh, Calvin Klein Eternity because it was cheap. Nice. Uh, or not cheap, but it was a lot cheaper. But because it was still Calvin Klein, I was like, well, that's got to still be cool, right? And so mm. I bought it more or less because of that. But actually, I ended up loving it. And I also loved the fact that it wasn't CK1. It was something slightly different, but it was still fresh. It was still sweet. You know, it still had, it was a bit more masculine, but it, but it was still, you know, it's so quite, funny you what know, you say though about fake stuff, stuff like that. Because um, I was reading yeah. Lizzie Ostrom's uh, perfume book, The Century of Scents, and I was reading the 90s bit <clears throat> to prepare, obviously, because I am still Hermione Granger. It's so um, well written. But she oh, was saying, well I mean, and she goes through like the whole century of scents, and there's, there's all these years and all these perfumes, but she has a special section in the 90s for fakes. She said, because that was the beginning of when oh. fakes really began to have traction and become and be, become sold in a way that we now understand them now. That, that happened in, in the kind of like the early to mid 90s. That's so you going and buying a fake, that's. Very 90s. very 90s. And you made it even more yeah, 90s. Very 90s, yeah. VHS, Excellent. Uh, rental shop. Yeah. Yeah. VHS shop, yeah. <laughs> that, that, uh, it was called Video <laughs> not, Star. Not, not, of course it was. Video right. Star. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, well, I uh, I had um, Obsession, oh, yes. CK yeah. Obsession. Mm. And, I, and I remember thinking that uh, Eternity and... Everything else, like one, um, all smelt dead mm. girly. Yeah, all dead girly and rubbish. See, right, <laughs> obsession was just like the one proper man. Well, it, that, arguably, that, that's or at least so I thought. Sort of girly um, one, wouldn't you say? Like, yeah. Like looking back on it now, yeah, I know. I, I was just thinking about that. I don't think at the, no, yeah, no. I, at the but time it didn't feel I, that way. But I, I yeah. think one that people uh, don't uh, I mention, mean, and again, this might not have been nineties. It might have just been into the two thousands. No, I think it was nineties. Escape. 
Remember Escape? <gasps> yeah, yeah. CK Escape. I do. I do. Yeah, I remember I mean, thinking it's not it was one of the best ones, but it's, um, it's, it's okay. Uh, I used to have it. Um, I think I used it all, but... Um, mm. No, I, I don't... I, I, actually, no. Now I do remember, uh, to, weirdly, um, after me saying most people... I can't remember people's purview and stuff. I do remember um, a guy that I was uh, quite matey with... Um, at the time, um, and he had two bottles of perfume. One was Escape, and the other was Cool Water. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, it's a pretty decent sort of set of uh, perfumes. You got gonna have two. It's two not bad ones, I suppose, with the benefit of hindsight. Um, yeah, mad. Pretty. Um, I was I was thinking about the the sort of we were talking about uh, before, Fliss, about the uh, the mixtapes. And uh, I'm trying to decide what perfumes I would actually put on a sort of perfume mix of the 90s. Um, I mean, go on. Even if I wasn't wearing that. them myself, I think in terms of what my mum was wearing, things like June or sunflowers. I remember my sunflowers, oh, sunflowers. just being... That was like the go-to Christmas present, the go-to Mother's Day present. And at the time... and. There was a whole there was a whole Elizabeth Arden trend at that point, and I just remember that for any aunt mm. or mum or female relative, you if you got something from the Elizabeth Arden concession, you would mm. you were being a good you were so, being a good cousin or a good niece or whatever. So sunflowers is particularly mm. triggering for me. Um, it's a good job my wife doesn't listen to this podcast, but my uh, my uh, girlfriend, uh, when I was uh, doing my A-levels... Um, so, Come on, who have you fingered? Come um, on. Seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have a sister, James, so... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, anyway, she wore uh, sunflowers, and I cannot cannot uh, smell that without immediately being sort of, uh, well, oh, go <laughs> into the gory details, but immediately being sort of yeah. in that headspace of being like sort of 17, 18 again. Um, it, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's also a piece of crap. I mean, I honestly, I don't think it's a very good perfume. It doesn't even smell very nice, but at the time, um, it's sort of, I don't Are know. Are there any good Elizabeth Arden? It's bad. Um, My mum still so that's, wears That's it. an interesting one. And I find it, my mum still, still wears it. Your mum still wears it. She's not really a mess. I mean, recently she came round and she had like a right. little... Good job, <laughs> I haven't met your mum. She came round and she had a little smell of things and there was yeah. a couple That'd of other things awkward. that she quite liked. And I was like, do you want to have something different for Christmas this year, mum? And Nope. Nope. <laughs> Just get me another <laughs> bottle of sunflowers. Um, but yeah, there is that. Uh, that and pleasures. I can't smell pleasures without thinking of a couple of friends' mums who used to wear it, who I didn't. There's a lord, yeah, uh, just being yeah, cloying and very sweet, and just being like, oh. But also, I think there was a whole lot of stuff in the eighties that we were still wearing in the nineties. So that's like all of those body shop oils. Oh, yeah. We still so, thought all that's of those exactly body shop oils. Say, we still thought were very cool. There was a Dubry one and a white musk one that I was still wearing well into 
the early 90s and even when I was going that finally made it to London and I'd kind of discovered perfume my a load of my friends were still wearing white mask in the body shop even though it was like considerably 80s we hadn't moved on that yeah much. yeah so that's what I was gonna say I was actually just gonna bring up the body shop because I know they're earlier than the 90s but so in Brighton there was a, a big body shop store on um uh North Road and uh or North Street and um it was like in in the nineties. It was like I don't think it was a cool place, but it was like it was it was busy. Yeah, it was, it was hindering. Do you know what I mean? It was always busy, and and I know my mum was quite into body shop perfumes and oils yeah. and stuff. Um, so I don't think I could probably pin down any like particular. Oh, scent there was a I vanilla oil that myself, smelled like plastic. But, but my family heads. wore them a lot. There was a white musk that was really heavy, and there was a jewelry. White musk you can so still get. Sweet. Yes. Um, and I had, you know, my best friend used to wear Jubri uh, right into the university and it was just horrific. What do we think about um, <laughs> Moogler you, Angel? You shouldn't wear that. That's very nice. Have you tried the Serge Luton? Moogler Angel, actually, James, that's a, a um, before we, uh, before we dismantle that one at all, that is my wife's favourite person. But that's, that's so, the thing um, that my friend who stopped wearing Jubilee, she stopped wearing it because she started wearing Angel. Mmm. Mm, nice. I still like it. I mean, maybe it's because my wife wears it um, that I like it, but I think it's, uh, I think it's great. No, I'm just Do you uh, have put into a search it, uh, 90s perfumes and I'm just whizzing through them. Um, it's got Millicene Imperial here, which I, I, I'm just going to put it out there. Creed wasn't even around in the fucking 90s. The lying fuckers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Creed was established in the 1400s by, uh, by, yeah. by William So Creed anyway, that must younger. be wrong. Um, um, yeah, but- absolute fucking horse shit. Uh, uh, just, 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 just quick. Has anyone looked up the note listing for Moogla Angel? Uh, I can do that. Is it bullshit? No, there's loads. Uh, isn't there, it just like patchouli? I, I think and it's something. Yeah. No, there's about seventy odd notes. Uh, I mean, there's is an it? entire grocery shop. Like, yeah, there, there is. Um, Cotton stuff, candy, coconut, cassis, jasmine, bergamot, pineapple, mandarin, orange, honey, red berries, blackberry, plum, apricot, peach, jasmine, orchid. <laughs> Nutmeg, oh, caraway, no, rose, lily of the valley, patchouli, chocolate, <laughs> you can sort of caramel, fade him out, and vanilla, then sort of fade him back in in about amber, ten minutes. Still <laughs> reading. It's incredible, Whoa. isn't it? It's, uh, yeah. That's quite I've a lot. I never liked it. I never <laughs> liked when, it then. When, I don't like it now. When, um, I, I, I feel like I feel like a complete uh, charlatan, or not a charlatan, but just an idiot, just a twat. Because I know that it's really well loved and all the flankers are loved. I used to love it. I don't know why I hate it now, but I've told my mum, like, stop wearing it. And basically she moans Mm. about everything that I wear. So I basically, she liked, she loved uh, Lipstick Rose by uh, Frederick Marle. And I was like, do you want this? Because it's fucking expensive, but I'll get it here. So I got it for her and she wears that every day now, right? But she just, just to stop her from wearing Angel because I used to like, that that like sweetness and i get that it's a landmark in perfumery and and it it, it really brought a lot of things and i think we've touched on it before mm. that you know it was a big uh it was a big deal um and i i did used to like it i used to really like how full on it was and stuff but something about it now i'm just like nah the 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 patchouli uh and and the whole it's just really screechy 
and I, I just hate it. Um, very candied and just horrible. Well, it's it's definitely not an everyday no. uh, perfume. Um, but um, uh, Mugler A Men came out in '96, um, mm. I think it says here, um, and and I remember getting that. Um, and being terribly pleased with myself, um, sort of, uh, uh, you know, smelling of, um, it's what was sort of chocolatey, uh, or at least yeah. I thought it smelled chocolatey. I mean, it's something else, I don't know, but it's the patchouli, um, wasn't it? Like the sweet patchouli, it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I really, here's, here's I really another one that, that I think Fliss might be um, knowledgeable about. Um, I do remember trying it and just thinking it was a kind of. Hmm meh sort of musky kind of almost that slightly sun creamy sort of thing uh but noah by casherelle it's got a beautiful bottle do you remember that one i do remember it but by that point i'd moved with the help of my friend who uh used to work in the the debenhams i'd i'd moved to shit. Givenchy. Yeah. And YSL. So I remember at that point, even though these aren't 90s perfumes, I was already, she'd given me a, a bottle of Half Empty Ygrec by YSL. She'd given me a bottle of Amarige by Givenchy. She'd given me some yeah. Trésor. And I was, I, I had like anything, if you could, I was, I was, I'd literally, and this is embarrassing to say, but I, I had already transitioned to the, if you can buy it in boots, sure. I don't Well, know. if kind of place well, which it, is what, awful what's interesting about this but, one as well is would, that it was made by olivier cresp who i mean had a lot of hits mm. in the 90s and he did also make angel as well i, I think he did didn't he yeah he did um yeah. so it was very very uh yeah, popular yeah, yeah i just it's a pretty bottle that's all so you... oh, on on the Amarige note, I do remember coming back from a party. You know, we, you, we were still at that point where our parents would pick us up from a party. We went to the party and then they would pick us up <laughs> at like midnight or whatever. And I remember getting into the car and my mum saying, have you been smoking? And she was intimating, you know, like, marijuana. <laughs> have you been smoking something, Blissy? Have you be, been yeah, smoking that kind puff, of, puff? Yeah, jazz cigarettes, darling. <laughs> that kind of feel... <laughs> And I remember saying, yes. no, mum, it's Amarige de Givenchy. <laughs> so, do you know, do you wanna, like, my my dad, right, um, had that conversation with me about, like, alcohol and drugs and things, right? Well, drugs mainly, right? Um, and I was 17. I went to a music festival. First time I went to a music festival, my dad, like, took me aside before I left the house, like, had my, like, tent on my back and I was ready to go, like, you know, wide-eyed. Smoked a little bit of marijuana and that was about it. And my dad said to me, right, before you go, I need to have a sit down proper chat. He's like, you got, you got my number and you know you can call me no matter what. He said, but when you go to this festival, you're going to have a great time. You're going to probably take a lot of different things. But don't, don't, don't try not to take LSD because a bad trip in a field is a terrible idea. And I was like 17 and I was like, Okay, Aww. Dad. Like, like, literally, like, smoked a little bit of solids here and there. That was about it, right? <laughs> <laughs> my dad was, like, telling me, <laughs> try not to do it. He didn't even say don't. He said, try not to, because a bad trip in a field yeah. is a terrible idea. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, I love okay. your dad. And if you came back and you had <laughs> done, you could have said, Dad, look, I tried. That is classic advice. You know I mean? 
You only you only said try not to. Yeah. And that sort of implies that dad might like a bit of a dabble. Yeah. And he might be like, look, as long as you do it in the safety of our home, you know, yeah. then it's fine. <laughs> that, well, that was their, always their attitude, to be honest. And my dad was a bit of a hippie, so, um, yeah. But, um, but to talk about perfume, like... The, 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 the one that I hated that was very, yeah, very try <laughs> keep it relevant. Well, acid boy. And sort of going back to yeah, going back to Dan's, um, uh, the girls at my school, and I hated it, and I thought it was so fucking basic. Even then, was Tommy Girl it was just I hated that perfume, and it was so many girls at my school wore it, and I fucking hated it. it used to drive me up the wall. But conversely, mm. I did actually quite like the Tommy, like mm. for him. Um, I actually quite like that, um, but I hated Tommy Girl. It was so sweet. I bought that in the nineties. Like, well, in comparison to the saccharine stuff that's out now, no, it's like not. it isn't at all. It's, <laughs> well, it's like yeah, tart yeah. as all shit. Isn't in that weird? How you think that, but then it's gone completely <laughs> so, turbocharged now, and all this like bubblegum bullshit. No, funnily enough, Tommy is one mm. that I do remember from the nineties. I remember it came out in ninety-five, I think, and I I'd been on a school trip, and I was in France. And it was that thing of, you know, when you didn't have much money and, and you could, like, own a bit of, like, you know, because the Tommy Hilfiger clothes were everywhere. They were quite gaudy and shit, weren't they? Do you know, everyone had those big, like, tops with mm. the big fucking red and white squares on. The shell suit jackets yeah. that were, like, They had, like, the Tommy thing on the arm on the and stuff. And yeah, then, like, yeah, all F- that. And it was, like, even if I didn't yeah. want, because I was, like, mm, yeah, they're a bit tacky, those, but. It kind of like buy into the brand, and I actually really like the perfume. Um, and it's this kind of weird sort of apple, you know, aquatic thing of the nineties sort of thing. But and it also smells kind of a little bit like matey bubble bath. It's got that sort of like vibe to it. So I really liked yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, matey yeah. bubble. What the, the it's little a little bit like that, like a kind of apple, <laughs> yeah, appley matey marine semen. And I remember being Not that, on so. a. Uh, ferry and going over to France and they had it all stacked up and it was literally like the day it came out or whatever and I just remember thinking that's very precarious for a you know a choppy sort of sea journey to have and they were (laughs) stacked up you know in a massive pyramid I was like fucking hell like that just takes one like you know slightly half cut person and a bit of fucking you know a bit of choppy sea and that's that's going over that thing so um Anyway, and I bought it, but I saved up because I went to, and I was like, I've got this much money. Am I going to be able to buy it on the way home? And I was able to. And that's like quite a big sort of memory of, of that time. Um, and yeah, so that was one that I bought for myself in the 90s. So there you go. Mm. Mm, nice. Um, I did ask on, on Facebook group for sort of perfumes of, of choice, and there were a few. So Boss Bottled came up several times. So... I, I I don't <laughs> want to sound like a cunt. Well, I don't care if I sound like a cunt. But <laughs> why that, stop now, but, darling? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Oh well, touche. Um, <laughs> so um, I want to sound like no. Uh, it, that I've always hated that perfume. It's always been a sort of nothing perfume to me. I've always thought it was shit. Um, and it seemed to, I, I maybe. Maybe it came out towards the end of the 90s, perhaps. Um, I don't know. I haven't checked the date. But I, do you know that thing where where you, where you still sort of listening to the same music <laughs> yeah. that you were when you were about 18, right? There's You sort of get locked a little bit into a time warp. That's not to say you don't listen to other stuff, but 
But there's always going to be that core that's like, yeah, that's my sort of musical identity or whatever. Um, and I think there's a little bit of it for me was like that perfume, I think, came out just when I already decided who I was. And so it was shit. So I didn't need it because it didn't sort of, I don't know, it didn't seem to add anything to, to my my sort of... Uh, is a self kind of analysis. Yeah. No, it totally so does. I totally was constantly you know reinventing myself through yeah, perfume and, and clothes. <clears throat> I used to, all my friends were like wearing like, they were quite gothy and like, you know, pulling their cardigans down thumbs, over their thumbs in, and yeah. all of that stuff. <laughs> and I was like trawling Thumb hole. Uh, vintage, vintage shops or secondhand shops and wearing like really brightly coloured stuff and but and then wearing and, and trawling through Tatler and trying to find out there was a certain look that I was aspiring to and that my smell totally was about aspiring to that and I went through so many different smells in order to get to that place but yeah it was it was I was yeah I was very much experimenting with how to how to be well it's interesting to to reminisce in and then go I'm not that person anymore do you know what I mean? And be like, that was me, yeah. but it ain't me anymore. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's 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 interesting. Just mm. on that, I mean, I'm looking at these 90s perfumes. Mm. Dan, you always go on about uh, Givenchy Azirus Rouge as being one. That's a 90s one. Did you, was that one yeah. you had in the 90s? Yeah. I, I didn't have it. I didn't have it. I have it now. It's a perfume that I discovered yeah. I much think I knew later that. on. That's why I kind of loaded um, that question there. But yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, no. I, I I wish I'd been into it. I I would have. I think I would have been much cooler person than I was. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Going back to bottle boss though, um, I distinctly remember um, like at that. For me, like mm. Calvin Klein was the fucking coolest, right? Like, like in, in by mid nineties, arguably like, the nineties, like it, it, it kind of higher was up the brand it. of the nineties, wasn't it? You know, in everything. And and I was mm. so into that, like heroin chic, androgyny, like you know, for me as well. It called out to me because I've always been small and skinny, and so for me, I just saw it as like <laughs> finally, hey, I, can play to my here. I can be that without very much, yeah. and I can yeah. suddenly be fucking cool, right? Lazy, yeah, them. exactly. So, so like for me, like Calvin, like like the hierarchy, like Calvin Klein was fucking cool, and 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 Ralph Rem was like, okay, like you know, I liked sport, but that was it. And then Boss bottled, I remember smelling the perfume and thinking, I don't really much like this. And then so I went to like the Hugo Boss shop in Brighton, and it was just all suits. And I just remember thinking, like, this is for old men, and just like fucking off out, and just, and that, and so like that was it for me. Like mm. Boss bottled, that was it. It was just mm. it's for duff old men, not interested. And that was like. In my kind of like teenager brain, that was the hierarchy. It was like Calvin Klein, fucking yeah. cool. Ralph Lauren, yeah, that's okay. What well, boss? I think like, the only that's boss not just not interested. That I've ever really loved is the boss. What what's now called number one, but was yeah. I think just called boss for men then. Um, and I I don't th- I don't think I discovered that until uh, what must have been about 2001 2002 something so i mean it, it it must have already been an old perfume by that point um so yeah i think i i, I sort of the 90s uh uh i got away with that isn't, isn't it funny how like okay that ck like logo was was iconic and the you know the the, the kind of minimalism of the ck but generally the clothes mm. i remember as not being 
um they were quite that sort of like heroin chic almost like grungy or it was it was like preppy but like not as preppy as like ralph lauren it was kind of like a and the only kind of logo was the the band of the underpants like sticking up above mm. the thing that was the branding of the seat that was where kelvin klein's actually the name yeah. was and isn't that yeah, funny that yeah. it was like that kind of thing <laughs> you know um yeah and, and like waistband yeah exactly mark, mark Wahlberg, yes. yeah, fucking marky mark and his um you know yeah <laughs> funky bunch um what what didn't kate moss was didn't yeah. kate yeah. moss front a lot of the ck stuff yeah though? yeah and and, mm. and that's yeah. definitely skinny chic there right I mean, yeah that that, that very, whole kind of like late sort of like 96 97 like heroin chic skinny mm. supermodels really like like train spotting yeah train spotting yeah. came out about then didn't it yeah, yeah glamorizing yeah. heroin Mm-hmm. I got into heroin for a bit after that. I was like, dead cool, yeah, no. No, I didn't. I just, if anyone, <laughs> especially if my mum's listening, I definitely did not. I, I don't know why I said it. Um, other perfumes. <sighs> jazz. Uh, I think jazz, <laughs> jazz came out yeah, in yeah. late 80s, though, didn't it? I think I just checked it out. It, it must have. I mean, by the 90s, it was time, like... My first boyfriend, who I was with from the age of 14 to the age of 18... He wore jazz, and uh, I thought it was like... Is anyone else wondering whether or not they need to report this to, like, know, the authorities or something? just being so sensible. Um, but I remember those yeah. adverts of jazz and the smell of it and just being like, that is, that's the boy for me. That is absolutely... But jazz was so always cool. the perfume that was in, like, the discount. Like, it was always, like, cheapy in the supermarket. It right? was in the Argos catalogue. Do you remember you could get fragrances uh, in the Argos catalogue? Yeah. It was in the Argos. Was. was it? Really? Only a few. They only had a handful jazz of perfumes. In the they were all like, you know, staples, like, like your CK1 and stuff like that. Jazz. And he wore jazz and I wore exclamation, <laughs> yeah. which was also a yeah. 1988 release. And we were like black and white bottles. Yeah. Like zoot like, suits. Uh, zoot exclamation shoes. is like oh. a Sof- Sof- <laughs> Sophia Grossman. That was one of her early Sophia, Sophia Grossman things. And we were like black and white bottles, black and white. You oh, were just like, mm, mm, mm. we're so cool. We're so great. I'll tell you one here that... that, that- <laughs> Iconic. He was head boy and I was head girl. Oh, it was oh awful. Hermione! Come on, <laughs> no, you wankers! <laughs> Get fucked! I turned up to my GCSEs <laughs> and got told, like, I, and I would be like, "What? What are we doing then?" And my mates would be like. Oh, it's maths. And I had to go home and get a calculator. I legged it home to get a calculator before the exam started. So I didn't know what I was there for. Polar opposite. Oh, Ben. That actually comes as no surprise at all. Go go on, James. I I think you had had another one one for us there. I never really came across. I'd seen it. I don't think I'd ever tried it until, you know, very much later after the, the 90s. But um, it was Laura Biagiotti, um, what's it called? Uh, Roma Uoma. Oh, she did Roma and she did yeah. Venezia. And I remember having a bottle of Venezia yeah. and thinking I was the coolest bitch ever. And my, the boyfriend, this this head boy person, uh, when we took our year off, we person. went to Venice together in our year wow. off. And I wore Laura Bigotti 
Venezia, and I thought you I was the coolest a girl. Very... Well, he was on a drawing course. He was. He, he, he'd gone person. to Venice to do at Venice and Florence to do a drawing course, and when the drawing course had finished, I went out and we spent six weeks in Italy together. See, that's amazing. So my girlfriend and I went to Amsterdam <laughs> and got fucked. We didn't do. Up. We, we were so <laughs> like, not. I didn't get fucked up until the two thousands. So you talk up. to me in the two thousands, and then we'll have chats. Yeah. But at that point, I was straight as <laughs> <Yeah>. a die. <laughs> wow, that is amazing. Um, I, I I didn't realize that was uh, quite so old. I mean, I I think I only tried yeah. that perfume for yeah. the first time about two years ago or something. Um, where I picked it up for, I think, like eight Venezia is actually really hard to get Max. hold of now in the in the original bottles because I tried for ages to get some, and then I think, oh, who was it on the groups? Lovely, I think it might have even been Claire Bradders Bradshaw might have sent me some a couple of years Bradders. ago. Sent me the like the last dregs of her bottle of Venezia, and yeah, I hadn't smelt it in years, and it's actually quite expensive to get hold of on eBay now. In in the in the original bottles, not the the new stuff's shit. But the 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 vintage Roma and the vintage Venezia, yeah, very. There were some good uh, Boucherons, a couple of men's ones, hey, a couple of women's ones actually in the in the nineties as well, which were really good. Uh, I do you know what? I don't think I've even ever tried any. I, I think I've tried. What's what's the sort of. Um, <gasps> Jaipur, that's the one. Yeah, Jaipur, I've tried, I think, only one. Yeah, an I'd say they're EDP. much the same, but I, I couldn't and I think, stand to that, like, you know, but... Okay. Well, I, I, I'm sure I tried the one that yeah. people generally well, I mean, regard as being the yeah. shitter one. Which one's um, the shitter one? And... All right. It it was I don't I don't know I can't remember so what what the generally EDT, people think, regard maybe. as that's the one I tried I don't, I don't know but uh, yeah. okay quite possibly but it it, uh, it didn't leave a, a mark on me but again that was that was a perfume that I don't think I tried in the nineties yeah. you know it may well have been there um, and I don't think you know for, I quite enjoyed perfumes and I I certainly had several. But I don't think I was like in the Fliss school of like actively going out and seeking them out as yeah. something to. Here's to one you'll have definitely tried in the nineties, um, which was Poor Hong so, yeah. by Dolce and Gabbana. Oh yeah, yeah. That's quintessential nineties stuff. It came out in ninety uh, four. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my mates had it. I had it. Yeah, it yeah. was a it was a big one. Yeah. So um, I I don't know whether I've told you my story about that one, but um, when I uh, when I got my first job, uh, which must yeah it was nineties it was ninety uh, um and I moved in I shared a uh, a flat with um, my best mate from school, and um, it was a disaster. Because uh, he, you know, you know, you should never no, move in with no. your mates. Uh, it's a nightmare. Um, but uh, he had terrible personal hygiene, but would apply huge quantities of uh, Dodging a banner pour on in order to <laughs> compensate for this. 
And so it, it's kind of my abiding. I I really like that perfume, but every time I smell it, it's got this <laughs> fucking unwashed undertone. It, it just smells like someone's <laughs> applied this. Isn't that funny own. that your brain is um, doing that? So because like, yeah, that's not what's me. happening, but yeah, uh, it's fucked. See, that's Links Africa for me because, like, obviously, being at school and everyone just drowning themselves in Links Africa, a bunch of like teenage boys, yeah. like, the, yeah, it is exactly the same Links thing, Africa. Uh, this Lizzie Estrom book has got a, a chapter on impulse body sprays for girls, and I remember before <laughs> even the people that didn't have perfume had a little bottle of impulse in their sports bag. They made those little thin, like, like yeah. purse yeah. sort of size. Yeah, totally. Size ones, and there was a they? vanilla yeah. that mm. everybody had. And there was like a there was like a green one called O2, which is vaguely like the girly sporty version. And I just, yeah. If Even if you didn't wear perfume <laughs> at school, everybody had a bottle of Impulse. Did, didn't they have all those shitty TV adverts where... The girl would wear impulse, and then some yeah. dude would sort of end up Just running after her. In the same way, it's exactly, it, was, it was like it was like it was like the, the Lynx adverts, but like in the exact opposite. In reverse, yeah, yeah, yeah fucking bad. <laughs> it, yeah, the uh, the the nineties was uh, uh, you know in retrospect quite a bad uh, a bad decade. Um, okay, well, I mean, I see a lot of yawning going on, so uh, I mean, I'm I'm feeling kind of. There's uh, a lot we can talk about in the nineties, uh, really, but it's it's I'm, pr- probably I'm best wondering... to maybe draw it to a close. <laughs> not well, no, to just to, I'm just looking through. Like, yeah, we could go into like some of the. The niche things that came out in the 90s but to be honest like I say i probably didn't discover them until the 2000s but well it, so so we should do stuff that was i think talking about the 90s it doesn't have to have been built in the 90s it has sure. to be some you know relevant in the 90s and i think again similarly we'll do the 2000s um but uh the one thing i will say about the 90s and i know people of our generation are fond of saying this, but I will never get tired of the fact that we did not have everything we said and did committed to fucking digital memory back then. Um, It's, you know, sometimes, just sometimes, I'd love to be able to see some pictures of us, you know, in the clubs or whatever, like out with our mates and, you know, I I have a vague memory of some really good nights and maybe it'd be good to see a few pictures. But on balance, <laughs> I am fucking glad that we didn't we did not get every waking thought and moment documented for posterity, you know, uh, and and saved into seven thousand different digital clouds so that it was unremovable. Uh, I mean, kids today have got You'd have been well and truly cancelled by now. You know, yeah. I don't have to worry about my Snapchat. Yeah. Oh fuck! We we all would. We all would. Uh, I mean, it was a different. Uh, it was a very different time. Um, although it was the start, uh, you know. Um, I think. Um, yeah, it was. It was an interesting time. It, it, there was a lot of. Um, uh, uh, I think progress certainly towards the the late nineties in the UK. You know, after ninety seven, the Labour landslide and stuff, and. Um, you know the 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 sort of um, 
I think a lot of progress was then made late nineties to to the two thousands in in a lot of very positive ways. Um, but there was a lot of negative shit in the nineties. I've still sure. got the same. Fo- I've still got the same mobile phone number that I I went to university with in the nineties. Remember getting a mobile phone. Oh, I had a pager. Well, I had a pager first too. In my first year, I had a pager. In the second year, I got a mobile phone. And my mobile, I had one of those Nokia wow. ones, and then I had one of those clamshell ones. Uh, but I'm my. Only drug dealers had had mobile but phones. But I still have the same uni. number. And I always think that that's like wow. You've come a long, long way, Fris. Well, with the well, addition you've come of a, a long seven, way, Fris, you know, in terms of what your phone does, but your, your number's still the same. There's still there's that thread of us still there <laughs> what were you going to say ben go on ben i was just going to say like even like like some of the lads mads that we were talking about like lads mags that we were talking about like mm. like you know they were a lot of them were quite self-aware and i think do think there was like like you know it's easy to point fingers now and say oh they were like sexist and all that but i think a lot of them were very self-aware and i think actually a lot of them shaped me as a teenager to be mm. more aware of women and gender and all of those kind of things, like like through those magazines, mm. really, like you mm. know, um, you know, like yeah. just being more aware of like uh, like gender issues or gender identity. Even. Like, I remember uh, reading GQ know. at university and preferring GQ GQ to Vogue, <laughs> and I remember thinking that GQ was cooler. Then Vogue and 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 and, and yeah. reading GQ and thinking, yeah, actually, this, you know, the the discourse in there was much mm. more emotionally mature. <laughs> Dan's laughing. He's like, you went GQ at university. <laughs> I, I remember reading um, Loaded magazine, which loaded you, know, you could say was probably the most what, more than nuts one. But Come on, that nuts. Actually, loaded and FHM. But what, do you know what I credit Loaded for? <laughs> Yeah. That that was short lived, I think. That but one. loaded, I credit for uh, awakening me to the to the concept that you should go down on women <laughs> and teach me how to do it as well. Uh, and like as a, as a fifteen year old sitting there waiting for my cricket captain <laughs> to arrive um, to take me to cricket, reading it, thinking like. You do, and he's still using those <laughs> techniques to this but, uh, day. But you know, like, <laughs> but but the thing is, is, but I know it's kind of crass and funny and all the rest of it. But the point is, is those magazines, you know, like that. If you think about it, you know, that trying to, you know, is that not sort of making you slightly more sexually aware? Dan's oh, really he's blushing, like, Georgina. He well, is blushing right the way to his temples. No, I'm, I'm not, I was yeah. I was trying to wrap the show up, and but you know, like Let's Ben, all do our yeah. ben of the week, saves his honey lingus bombshell for, for <laughs> yeah, yeah, amazing. Uh, right, well, on that bombshell, um, <laughs> well, I've learned anything that, else know, anyone wants to got, add very quickly you know, before I uh, you have to kiss her on the pussy occasionally. Um, I learned that from Loaded magazine. No. <laughs> Um, no, but basically, um, I think it's been a great discussion, um, and I've really, really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it. Family show. I've really enjoyed it because, like, it's totally unprepared. Like, you know, Fliss was like, oh, I'm excited about this. And I was kind of like, yeah, I am. But it was very like sort of last minute, but. It's it's been great, you know. I think we've I think we've rounded a lot of you know various bases and things. 
and um, we've we've come to a a great sort of consensus again. <laughs> a great. A, a great consensus. Yeah. We we come to an enormous <laughs> climax. Yeah, but exactly. this is how we started <laughs> with me and Henri Jacques. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. We have gone full circle. Henri Jacques was taking. We're just note. sexual beings. Uh, right on I that slightly odd if. <laughs> Four <laughs> fucking horn dogs. Uh, it, it sounds like you're going to break into song. <laughs> <laughs> dogs oh my god oh my god please fucking god let me finish oh, this just show let him talk uh, about right it, just say something about frags uh, i just want to talk Do you about know I, so, so I always think like that no the, no my, the perfume no, in the 90s no 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 this is about perfume right and it's quite, uh, really like, I, I wonder like how much of my perfume likes in the 90s were a direct like um sort of rejection of my parents stuff as well because i know you're trying to wrap this up and this might <laughs> but my parents wore opium and um kuros right mm. and so like if you think all the perfumes that i was into was just a, such a push against those mm. sort of fragrances right that I, I used to smell my parents and think oh they smell so rubbish you're not wearing ck1 <laughs> like you know but, but they were almost like a rejection against those sort of big Opulent things, weren't they? I, uh, I I reject my parents. I am teenager. Hear me roar. With my light aquatic my light aquatic androgynous scent. Uh, yes. Well, uh, I don't know, and and I feel like if we had a chaise long and uh, several hours, or a bunker, or a bunker, you on it and get into it, but um, <laughs> we don't. A bonquette, yeah, exactly. You'd probably slide right off that one, though. Um, right, uh, it's <laughs> shut up. Um, okay, uh, I'm not going. I'm, I'm not even going to ask if anyone else has got anything else to say because I don't care. We will be back if I can get these dickheads to behave. We will be back in two weeks. On Bye. lessons. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.